Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ash. Gosh, what a thrill it is to, um, to have James Whale as the warm-up act. Busy show this evening. Uh, Petra Hayden coming on. Who's she? Well, uh, she does the excellent Acapulco version of God Only Knows. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. No, it's going to play into another one automatically. Stop. There we go. Smooth, smoothly done, dear listener. Smoothly done. Um, that is from a new album by Petra Hayden and Jesse Harris. Now, you've heard me mention Petra quite a lot recently because every now and then I remember that I really like Petra Hayden. And um, you will have heard me play her incredible version of God Only Knows. Um, and also last week we played some of her film music, the Superman theme and the Psycho theme, and also the um, um, I Can See for Miles by The Who. She's amazing, right? Just absolutely amazing. And you listen to this new album, which is a joy, see, uh, absolute joy. Um, File Under, why the hell isn't she hugely famous? 
the album's out. She's coming over here. She's doing a couple of shows with Jesse uh, Harris. And I think, Jesse, we've got you on Skype. Is that right? Yes, and I think I can add Petra. <laughs> Should I try? Well, oh, oh God. <laughs> this is... this oh, is, t- is. Okay. We've got Petra on the phone, I think. Oh, is that right? God. I'm on the phone, but if if Jesse could uh, add me, <laughs> that, me I mean, I, it would be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. <laughs> okay. So, so, but how do I see you? Oh, you don't have to see us. You, don't worry. We don't need to see you, Petra, oh, but we can you. hear you. Okay, so can I hang up my phone? Hang up the phone, Petra. <laughs> I guarantee... Oh, my God. I guarantee this is going to be a car crash, but (laughs) we shall persevere with it. It's so nice to speak to you. We'll get the dates that you're you're playing over here in a bit. Um, But Petra, Mm -hmm. I've got to ask, the uh, acapella stuff that you do, which is incredible. Oh, thanks. Why why do you do it? Because I imagine imagine it's really bloody hard work to pull off. How long does it take you to do one of those tracks? Um, it depends. Sometimes, like, uh, a few hours, and sometimes a, a song like, for instance, Superman took me about three days, because um, there are so many parts yeah. to the song, yeah. and I had to rest my voice, and, you know, I, so that, that took a while, but, um, yeah, it, it, it depends, really. What? It's, 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 what, it's what? easier when I really love a song. I'll do it quick. <laughs> what? Why? Where, where did the idea come from? I mean, it's it's stunning. It's all you. We've played quite a few over the last couple of weeks, and over the, the sort of very last few years, I keep digging tra- tracks out and playing them. But um, what made you first do one of those? <laughs> it started when I fr- I got a four track a little bit after high school. And I was learning how to use it um, just by using my voice as an instrument. So I would sing a bass line and then add, you know, a a guitar part in my head or, you know, add add notes, uh, uh, you know, more and more. And eventually I would have like a little melody idea that I, I didn't really consider a song really, but just... Just like layers of vocals, because I, I, that's how I was learning how to use the four track. And, and after a while, I, I became addicted to it. So I was, you know, I started covering all these songs that, that I loved and and um, um, and writing little, you know, melodies on my own. Yeah. And it just, you know, it, that that's how it started. And why, of all the Who albums you could have picked, why did you do the Who Sell Out, the entire Who Sell Out album? That's an odd choice. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, my friend Mike Watt, who you probably know of, he's the, the bass player of the Minutemen and Firehose. And yeah. um, I, I've known him for a long time. And uh, I, I have this record called Imaginary Land, which is uh, almost all a cappella. It, it was uh, a record I did in the, in the 90s. Um, and he loved Imaginary Land. And one day he called me and he said, Pet, I have this great idea. You got to cover the Who sellout <laughs> in Imaginary Land style. Like, do, do, sing all the instruments and you'll love it. You'll have so much fun. I'll give you my eight track. He, he gave me an eight track Tascam yeah. for 488. Um, you know, I wish I could find the tape. He wrote the, the Who sellout for Pet. And, you know, so I, I put it. 
in the eight track and I just worked on it um, off and on for actually like a few years because, you know, I, I didn't know I, I was going to put it out. I just was doing it for him and um and I loved it. I mean, I, I, I you know, I became a, a Who fan from, from doing that and yeah. it was so much fun. <laughs> I had one of those task cams at the eight tracks and I never did anything <laughs> half as good as... As what you managed to get out on that, they they are stunning. They are stunning tracks. You've got the album, uh, Jesse. How do you come into the picture? How how do you know Petra? Um, Petra and I met through a guitarist named Anthony Wilson, uh, a jazz guitar player who plays uh, in Diana Krall's band, actually. And he invited both of us to perform on on this night uh, of this sort of collective group he has called the Curators. And so he asked me. Petra doesn't drive. <laughs> he asked me to pick up Petra at home in LA and drive her to the gig and and we ended up hanging out and talking and she gave me some of her records and I gave her some of my records and then you know not long after that we did a gig together it was my gig and she sang on it and played violin and then she asked me to to produce her new record and that's how we made this album and it ended up being all my songs and so we thought we would do it give it a like kind of one of those old style titles and 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 call it Petra Hayden sings Jesse Harris <laughs> and, and it's, it's got an yeah. old an old style cover as well kind of like a blue note sort of cover on there yeah, we were going for that. We were also kind of inspired by those Serge Gainsbourg, uh, yep. you know, Jane Birkin uh, album covers. Um, you, you you collaborate a lot with um, the, the, the female singers, don't you, Jesse? Is that is, is is there any reason for that, or is that just just your fortuitous luck that you've you've ended I, up working with such a such talented singers? I think it's just been my destiny because I've been working with female singers my entire life in my first you know since the mid 90s with my first group once blue ever since then i have just always worked with female singers somehow it just works with you know them singing songs of mine or me writing songs with them uh or collaborating in other ways i don't know it just seems to 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 fit now you're coming over to the uk this is really exciting because we we, uh, petra like every sort of six months or a year i'll remember you and um, I'll go, oh, guys, you've got to... I'll be, I'll be at a different radio station because I keep getting sacked. And I go, oh, new listeners, you must listen to Petra Hayden. She's amazing. And I, I had one of these revelations a few weeks ago and someone messaged me and said, oh, do you know that she's coming over to the UK to do a couple of shows? And you are, aren't you? You're doing Saturday the 19th of November. Both of you are yes. um, playing at uh, London Rich Mix in Bethnal Green. I'm going to tweet all of this stuff in a bit. And you're also playing at the the incredible Royal Festival Hall. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's a wonderful venue. Petra, how often do you come to the UK? Um, not very often. I mean, the, the last time I was there was uh, with Jesse for the Meltdown Festival, that, the one that David Byrne curated. Oh, wow. Um, and that, that was really fun. I was, you know, I, we got a choir to sing with us. and That's right. All, all the back, backing vocals on me and Jesse's record. And it, it was so much fun. It was such an honor to be a part of that. That was, when was that? That was about 
that was in August 2015. Yeah, yeah. So that How was... does the... Because uh, the meltdown thing is great. It happens, for those who don't know, it happens once a year at the Royal Festival Hall, and each year they get someone amazing to curate it. I think Morrissey's done it. I think David Bowie curated it as well one year. How does that work w- w- when they do that? Do they say, you know, do you get a phone call from David Byrne saying, I want you guys to come and play, and, you and you know, you can have as big a budget as you want. How does that work? <laughs> we don't... It, everything except for the budget part. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then how do you get a choir then because choirs are expensive i know wait how did we get that choir somehow we fit it in i don't know i, I forget yeah well um uh, uh how did that happen um was, david burns a, a, a that reminds me we gotta invite the rolling tones to see us play i know okay yeah <laughs> we, the, the great choir sang with us called the rolling tones oh, and, that's great. and they, they were so great but uh yeah um david burns one of his you know part of his team emailed me and and said he he was interested in me um participating wow. um wow. Do, you know possibly doing some uh, acapella stuff and I, I didn't have enough time to you know put together something to sing like movie songs and mm. and stuff like that so it was perfect timing because that's when jesse and i were you know just finished we just finished recording our record and and so i i told him about it and he said great and we and we did it and it was so much fun <laughs> yeah that was that was our first live performance right wow. yeah our very first live performance it, it was like a, being in a dream it yeah. was just so much fun it's um it, it, it's an amazing venue i mean i've seen some incredible acts there brian wilson and arthur lee and all and it really is a a, a, a hist- and historic um, venue. What, what can we expect when you're over this time? I'm assuming a lot of tracks from the Seem Like a Good Idea album. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're playing as a duo this time, uh, and we're gonna play a lot of songs from the record. But we're, there are also some cover songs that Petra's really great at, and so we're gonna some of those movie songs that she's been doing with Bill Frizzell on the road. <laughs> so we'll do those, and I'm gonna sing a few tunes and. Yeah, we're going to mix it up. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's a big surprise. It's gonna be- <laughs> now, when you, when you say it's a big surprise, does that mean you haven't worked out what you're going to do yet? Um, well, I got some dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. It, it, I, I, I'm saying it's a big surprise because I really don't know what I'm going to be doing. Excellent. <laughs> we got to rehearse, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what, you were just in New York. We rehearsed. Well, this is it. Yeah. This is what people want to know: is that, that Jesse, you're in New York, and 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 uh, Petra, you, am I right? You're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, you could just rehearse via Skype or something. That would but, work, wouldn't it? But actually, we we did. Re- I just remembered we did rehearse. Oh, yeah, we rehearsed and we did a gig. We did. A gig <laughs> yeah. <myself. laughs> I've been doing so. Well, but listen, I've been doing oh, so many things. I can't remember a- anything. Like where I put my socks. <laughs> um, it's always wor- yeah. it's worth coming to see these shows just just in case you know there's a strong chance it might all fall apart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, whatever happens, it won't fall apart. Uh, what what else are you working on, Petra? What, what what other projects have you got going? Um. Uh, well, I was just on tour with Bill Frizzell. Uh, where, uh, he recently had a record. His record called. Uh, when you wish upon a star, which is an, another his, his album is a lot of movie themes and t- TV themes. Yeah. So he's been on the road, and uh, you know we were just in Europe, and I just came home yesterday. 
Um, and we're going to be doing some more uh, performances in San Francisco, and um, that's coming up soon. So I'm mainly doing that with Bill Frizzell. Um, what else am I doing? Um, gosh. Uh, when, I, um, I when I looked on Twitter today, just to, like, you know, just check up on stuff, because it's all on Twitter, mm. uh, I noticed that there was a flurry of activity around you. <laughs> Because they'd use one of your songs in the uh, the romantic comedy series, The Walking Dead. Uh, well, it, it, is that it's right? Actually not, it's not. It's actually not my song. It's my friend Jim Bianco. Oh, okay. And we recorded that a few years ago, and we recorded a bunch of songs together, and that that was a project from a while ago. But somehow it got picked up by that show, and it's just. <laughs> That was really cool to hear her. <laughs> it's the song that, tor- you know, he it, it's to- it's a torture song for the character. So he's being tortured by my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse, what what, what I mean, it's funny reading about both of you. You've both just got so much on and so many different, you know, different projects on the go. What what are you up to at the moment, Jesse? Um, well, I have a new album of my own coming out uh, early next year. Um, which is going to be called Music for Chameleons. Oh. And so I'll be doing some shows with, around that. And I've also been playing with this singer named Candace Springs, who uh, I will be performing with in London, actually at Rich Mix, a few days before our show, just as a guest. Because um, Candace, I played on her new record, and she recorded some of my songs. And so I'll, I'll be playing with her as well. Oh, Cand- Candace Springs. That's a proper That's a proper showbiz name. What a fantastic name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Candace Springs. Welcome to the stage from America. It's Candace Springs, guys. Uh, listen, the, the the album is uh, is an absolute joy. It seemed like a good idea, and I've 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 tweeted links to that. You can get it on Amazon and iTunes and all of the usual places. Uh, the the Saturday, Sunday the twentieth, you're at the Royal Festival Hall, but Saturday the nineteenth. Um, you are at Rich Mix as part. It's a it's a big jazz festival going on, isn't it? Yeah, actually, the the nineteenth is our show. Yeah. we're doing the full show. The twentieth, we're the opening act for Madeline Peru. Okay, right, good, 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 good. And um, I'm going to tweet all the links for the tickets and stuff like that. We'll play. Just quickly, Petra, the, the the God only knows how long did that take? Oh, that that took about. Uh, I think that took a day. Oh, shut yeah. the front door, really? Yeah, yeah, that was um a lot. I that was in two thousand five. Um, wow, that was so. A, a day that's incredible because that is just i just think is a it's what it's 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 the greatest love song of all time um uh, but your version of it is just amazing oh thank you that means so much uh, honestly it's, it's incredible um well listen uh thank you so much we're gonna end on oh now what was the other song you asked me to play because i've got it i all... thought maybe uh um uh all the leaves yes we, we'll play all the leaves it's it's a stunning album i wish you the best of luck with it and um i hope london treats you well guys thank you so much for coming on it's a real thrill to talk to both of you Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Petra Hayden, Jesse Harris. The album has seemed like a good idea. Uh, And just listen to this, man. This is stunning. Pick a pile of 
I mean, really? That'll do, won't it? Well, I've ordered the album. You'd be foolish not to. And hopefully, hopefully, um, we'll be going to the show on the 19th. I've heard a little bit of magic. <laughs> well, play the uh, Petra's version of God Only Knows. It took her a day. Oh, man. People with talent make me want to eat my own fingers. Don't they? She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And he's incredible as well. And I'd, I'd, I'd not really come across um, Jesse before. And I'm glad I did because it's, it's, it's stunning, stunning stuff. Um, I've just tweeted the link. If you're following me on Twitter, at Ian Lee, I've tweeted where you can buy the album and uh, where you can get tickets for the 19th. And if you're going, come and say hello to me because I am going to be there. Right. Busy show tonight, dear listener. It's always weird, I find, starting the show after we've had a guest at the top of the show because um, the momentum is is in a strange kind of place. But we'll get there. Um, Upcoming guests. I'm talking to Tim McVeigh, not that one, but the one from the movie Man vs. Snake, which loads of you recommended to me. It's on uh, Netflix. I'm not doing it as a film ring. But it's it's a brilliant film. It's about a guy who, in 1983, breaks the world record on a video game called Nibbler and is the first person ever to score a billion points. It's a brilliant film, even if you're not really a fan of video games. It's a proper good film, actually. And uh, I'm just kind of negotiating when we can get Tim to come on the show. It's a bit tricky because he's working, you know, when we would uh, want to talk to him. But we will get there eventually. I'm pretty, pretty sure of it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give me a call. Well, we might go a little bit heavy after 11-ish. We'll see how it goes. I asked a question on Twitter earlier on and um, um, I wasn't surprised by the response, actually. It's something that's been bubbling away in the back of my head for a bit and I wasn't really surprised by the... Um, by the response. So we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a little bit. So in the meantime, you, well, you know the score, guys. You know the score, but maybe you don't, because um, just give me three minutes to set up the stall, and then we'll do the break, and then we'll we'll kick off. We'll dive headfirst into the calls that are mounting up. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. It could be free from where you call, and we call you back anyway. Um, but, um, because we're getting new listeners all the time, it is, uh, I think, appropriate for me to, to, to just just mention this again, uh, that this is a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show on the radio at the moment, unfortunately, because I want to listen to a show like this, but there isn't a show like this. Basically, all phone-in radio you'll have heard today will have been about um, Brexit, Theresa May going to Inja, and the American election. I'm not on tomorrow. I've got the night off tomorrow. American election night. I've got the night off. How will speech-based radio cope? They'll probably play a best of. We're not. Who's, is someone coming in? Who's, Jake Yap's coming in, is he? Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm glad that experiment didn't last very long because it was a pony experiment. The let's save some money by um, playing a best of experiment. I'm glad that's over. Jake Yap's coming in. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, you're in safe hands with Jake. With Jake. Do call in. Um... But all day, all I've heard 
on uh, Speech Based Radio, and I'm talking about this station and others, I like to flick around the dial. It's been um, Theresa May and Inja, it's been Brexit, and it's been Donald Trump. Boring. Important, right? But boring. And so if I were to come and sit in here for three hours and do those same topics at the end of the day, well, you'd be double bored, wouldn't you? You'd be double bored because you've heard it all day. What else is there to say about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? What else is there to say about Brexit? Really? So the way this show works is as follows. I sit here with a microphone and a switchboard of ten lines and I talk about stuff that's happened to me today and and, um, over the weekend and how I'm feeling and stuff. And you call in, if you want to, about the stuff I'm talking about or, here's an idea, about the stuff that's affecting you. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. You don't have to call in. And if you don't, I will just sit here and I will chatter away to myself, which I'm quite uh, happy to do. And you can call in about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton if you want. You can call in about Brexit. But if you do, can you can you try and have something different to say about those things because just sick and tired of hearing the same old same old when it comes to those listen you're more than welcome to call in about those things of course you are of course you are but why not call in about something different why not take a punt pick another news story or tell me what you did at the weekend or tell me how crap you're feeling or whatever whatever Imagine that. It's a blank canvas. You have a paintbrush in your hand and you are allowed to paint anything you want. Heck, you can even put the paintbrush down and pick up a pen. Do you see? And I know some of you find that um, amount of freedom quite daunting. And it is daunting. It really is daunting. But um, try and embrace it. Try and go with it. There are no wrong answers on this show. Hmm? Good. 03444991000. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Jonathan? Hello? It's a blank screen on this end. What have you got for us, boss? I've decided to take the law into my own hands. Oh, that can end well. Oh, it will, if I have anything to do with it. Well, so what are you going to do? I'm going to set up my own paramilitary organisation to ensure that Brexit happens. Right, okay, Jonathan, because that's not insane at all, is it? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Okay, so how, um, uh, who's going to join this paramilitary organisation? Well, 
people can contact me on the internet. I, right, I see yeah. Digital Spy. Yeah. I see. Uh, I don't think. Twitter, I don't think. Listen, Facebook. they may they may be arseholes on Digital Spy, but I don't think. Oh yeah, they have. I've got a story about uh, Digital yeah. Spy. I don't think they're going to allow you to recruit um, a, a secret army on on DS. Don't yeah, well, we're going to have a political wing as well. Okay, right. And 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 how are these politics going to? Um, but how are these politics going to work? What's your what's your um, your manifesto? Oh, simple. Make Brexit happen. Yeah. Or or we will make the country ungovernable. Right. And, and oh God, I'm really I'm I'm literally dicing. Well, not literally dicing with death. I'm dicing with a lunatic. How is um? How are you going to make the country ungovernable? We're going to recruit. Uh, yeah. at le- there's at least seventeen million people to recruit right. from who are. How many? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. But I, I don't think the, the the seventeen million that voted um, Brexit are going to be as angry as you. No one could be as angry as you, apart from Steve Wright's Mister Angry. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be as angry as you, Jonathan. So it's going to be tricky to recruit seventeen million um, uh, people who voted Brexit. Oh, I, I, I think you underestimate how no, uh, easy it is to recruit I, I, in the online era. I think you overestimate how easy it is to recruit a paramilitary fascist organisation. We're not fascist, what? we're libertarian. OK, I think you overestimate... Our enemies are the fascists. Yeah, I think you overestimate how easy it's going to be to recruit 17 million people to join your... Li- what did you call it? A libertarian pa- paramilitary no, organisation? No, no, I, I'm, I'm calling it the Albion Revolutionary Militias. OK. The Albion Revolutionary... Hey, that spells arm! Arms. Militias. Well, no... It's like a franchise. Well, no, 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 the franchise. The S would have to be a separate word. No, it'd be it's a, mm. it, it's a small s on the end of the. Capital. Oh, so it's one of those ones where you've just put an s on it to make the word. Can't you add? Can't you think of a word that begins with s? We don't need to have a word that begins with s. Well, you the small s just. I think I think you lose a little bit of the um, power with the small s. No, you don't. Yeah, no, you do. Trust me. I've, I, I I I just actually saying that. Um, PDT on Twitter says, Jonathan's army sounds like a right laugh. Sign me up. Yeah, well, uh, our enemies won't be laughing once we're finished. No, because what are you going to do? Kill them? Maim them? Well, I've got an offer for uh, 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 Donald Trump that he can't refuse. Okay, and uh, have you spoken to Donald Trump? Because I bet he could refuse it. (laughs) I'm making the offer now. It'll, It'll... It'll get it'll get to him on on the internet. So you're going to tweet. You're going to tweet him. No, I'm going to give him first refusal on building a new generation of industrial mega ovens. Gosh, Um, uh, that sounds uh, um, uh, uh, wonderfully horrendous, Jonathan. Um, You're babbling even more than usual. What makes you think that Brexit isn't going to happen? Because the MPs are going to vote against it. You've got people like David Lammy, no, like Ken Clark no, and Dominic not. Grieve, no, who, have, who have said that regardless Jonathan, of the vote, Jonathan, they're going to veto it. Jonathan, Brexit is going to happen. I wish it would. It, it will. We... It will. It will. But you understand that they have to, we have to follow the law, don't you? 
legality is about power. It is not about justice. No, no, no. no that, does, that sentence literally means nothing, right? We have to follow the law, right? To, because that's what you voted Brexit for, was so that we, the British people, would set our own laws. Well, we're following our own laws to get what you wanted. So I don't so understand... The law, has been, the law has been brought into disrepute by those who no. make the law. No, 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 no. The law has been followed by the people who have to follow the law. There is no law in this country uh, after what happened. Yes, there is. Jonathan, now you're talking utter, even by your standards, you're, you're, you're spouting gibberish. There is law. People who voted Brexit voted Brexit, I'm guessing, I don't know why, but I'm guessing because they wanted to us to follow British laws. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what's happened. You should be celebrating the, the decision by the three High Court judges. No, I can't. I can't celebrate a decision that will reverse and cancel Brexit. But you're so you're you're seeing a glass half empty. I'm seeing it half full. It will happen. I wish it were. Well, it, it will. Well, I I don't believe it will. I think it's been taken away from us. Well, <laughs> but it's they're doing what you wanted them to do. They're doing exactly what you wanted them to do. No, no, they're not. They're, they're, uh, they've deliberately sabotaged Brexit because they know that there's a majority in both the Commons and the Lords that will veto Brexit. And Theresa May will then turn around and say, nothing I can do about it. No, Brexit's cancelled. But it would be madness and career suicide for the politicians... To veto Brexit, they think they can get away with it. They no, they don't. They idiots. know. They no, they don't. You, but that's you are an why, idiot. That's that's why I'm calling for uh, uh, measures that will guarantee Brexit now, so that we can save ourselves a load of trouble down the line. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think you're um, you're just making things worse for your yourself by by doing this. If I'm if I'm completely honest with you, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors. We've played by the rules, and they've changed the rules every time we win. So now I say, to hell with their rules. We're taking back our country by any means. And how are you going to do that, Jonathan? Violence. It looks as if that's the only language that the elite understand. They use it against us all the time with their uh, badge gang. Well... They seem to understand the, the, the language of the law. Hey! Jonathan's army is here to stay. Jonathan army hates the gays. And he will shoot anybody who voted to remain. Is that about right? No, we throw them in the mega ovens. OK, thank you very much indeed. Wowzers. That's not nuts, is it? Huh? Ah, oh, man. See, you can call in about literally anything you want. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Altogether now, Jonathan's army is here to stay. Jonathan's army hates the gays. And he will throw anybody into an oven who voted remain. Oh, 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 oh. 
Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000. Yes, Rob. Yay! Yay! How are you? Oh, baby. Now, Rob, I haven't got your email address. I need to check. December the 11th, are you performing a performance ring? In a sexy manner. You betcha. Beautiful, beautiful. Then uh, that's good. I shall add you to the list of confirms. Thank you, Robert. What have you got for us this evening? Well, obviously, if Jonathan's fighting arms, then we're taking arms as well. So I'd like to offer people an official alternative to Burnett's official off-battlers. Burnett's official off-battlers. Battlers. Boob. Uh, boob or boob, you know. Yeah. We're against all, we're against uprisings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have fewer and fewer uprisings these days as I get older. And, You're more than welcome to join. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't want to get involved in politics, Rob, so I'm going to be um, staying out of both of these organisations. Um, uh, well, what, what is the aim of boob? Well, one... Celebrity means celebrity. So <laughs> if, I, if I watch a television show, I don't have to go, who are they and what have they been in? They do, I mean, it really is um, depressing when you watch celebrity shows. And I, listen, I've, I've been on a couple of them. I've taken the, the shekel, but I know that people will be watching at home going, who? Um, uh, but I, that's why I pretend to be Marlon Dingle. But th- th- when you get people from from things like The Only Way Is Essex and the Chelsea program, um, pantomiming themselves as celebrities. I mean, you're. What would you? I mean, if we say Clooney's A-list, yeah. Schofield, what B or C? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say you're probably D. You're recognisable. Someone's I left, would say someone's left a like, key, hang on, someone's left a key in the studio. Oh with a phone number on. Oh I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm gonna throw that, I'm gonna toss that together. I'm not well someone had a go at me on Twitter early going, shut up, you Z lister. I'm a nothing lister. I'm I'm no. a, I'm a nothing. Here you go. I'm a, I'm a nothing in 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 that world. You know, I had a little brief pop career where I, you know, was 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 a, sort of a D-lister for a couple of years when I was on TV, but now I'm a nothing and I'm I'm more than happy with that status. You can sell tickets though, can't you? I can do what? You could sell tickets. Well, I could sell tickets, but that's because I have a hardcore <laughs> following of battlers. Of battlers. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I always think, right? Yes. If someone said to you now, mm. um, this woman that's going into I'm a celebrity, Scarlet, whatever her face is from Googlebox. Yes. If they said to you, right, she's done a mucky video, not saying she has. Yeah. If you don't, well, what she look like? Yeah. Not a celebrity. Say that, give me the criteria again. Right. So, if someone said to you, such and such has done a mucky video. Yes. Uh, a celebrity. Yes. If you have to go, well, what do they look like? Right, she's not a celebrity then. Yes, she's I see. She's not a celebrity. That's it's like um, um, the blonde lady from Hearsay. Susan Shaw. Yeah, I know what she looks like. From and front and back. Wow. And December 11th, we'll be hearing that story live on stage if you haven't got your tickets. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Bye-bye. Love you. Uh, Jay. 
Pip, pip, pip. What kind of cake? Uh, sodomite foreigner cake. My Blimey! <laughs> Blimey! You've gone straight um, in there! <laughs> Flipping that, left, Jay! Looney left cake. That's, I'm just quoting Jonathan from the other night. I know what you're, you're doing, right. but flipping heck, you caught me unawares! Is that, is that, not, is that not allowed? Um, well, do you know it's what? It's a medical term, isn't it? It is, um, a medical term, of course it was. No, he didn't call them, no, he did call them sodomites, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 In that case, we can't have one rule for a fascist and one rule for a, uh, a non-fascist. That would be, that would be fascist. That would be fascist, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it just? Um, hey. I, I was, it, Rob beat me to it. I was hoping to workshop some ideas for oh. Jonathan's militia. I think he can do better. Well, I don't like this thing of using a small S as as no, part of the full title. That doesn't. No, 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 no. Arm is quite a powerful. Arm is quite a powerful title. It's like fist. Arm. Yeah, he could have. He could have just done that, couldn't he? But I thought of one. Um, uh, what about direct intervention coalition kill squad? I've got to write these down. I'm not direct. Intervention. Co- oh, I see. That says dicks. Yeah. I see what you've done. Does that, does that work? I remember forget, right, when I was at the BBC and we had someone on from Nice, which they've changed their yeah. name. They've changed the words around, but it was, was it the National Institute for Clinical Excellence? Mm, yeah, sounds about right. No, they, but there's, there's a, that was health and clinical excellence, wasn't it? So, anyway, yeah. I, and I said to them, did you, we had this woman on to talk about whatever it was, cancer drugs. I said, now, did you, I said, did you come up with the name nice <laughs> and then work backwards? And she went, what? Yeah. I said, well, did you not, did you, no, there is an H in there somewhere and they don't use the H. And I said, yeah, if you, yeah. if you were National Institute of Clinical and Health Excellence, you'd be niche. And she was like, what? And I said, did you come up with the name and work backwards? How did you do it? She said, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I said, nice. <laughs> did you did you write down nice and then work backwards? Or Because uh, I often wonder with these organisations, right, where it's letters, well, surely you, you... What are you doing there? I'm trying to wave the dog in. Sorry. How, by, by, by what method? But I'm slapping a piece of paper. And it's, I'm glad uh, it's, it's a piece it's, of paper. It didn't, it didn't sound it's like a attention. piece of paper you were slapping. <laughs> I do apologise. It was that old whistle. I thought whistling would have been ruder. Well, that, that sounded... But um, I do I wonder with these organisations, you, you know, it would be... It's like, um, who are the bad guys in The Man From Uncle? Do you remember? A uh, bit before my time, I'm afraid. They're called Thrush, which is, is brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And obviously they came up with that and then they work backwards. And I think that's yeah, a nice yeah. way... Of doing these things. I, I suspect... I it isn't UNCLE an acronym itself? Yeah, of course it is. United Nations... I don't know, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's something like that. Right. But I guess that, that, that Jonathan came up with ARM and worked backwards from it. Yeah. It would yeah. make sense. You I... want, so I, I'm starting a, a group about boxing, I'm going to call it FIST, and then you go, right, Fighting Institute of Stealth Technology. There we go, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, or I'm, I'm going to do... Um, um, a music group, and I'm gonna a group that's about music. It's called Bum, and it's called Briti- uh, British British Union of Musicians. Mu- musician, you, you you see how it works. It's I a do, fun I game. Do. It's a fun game to play. I do. I, 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 there's another one recently, and I, I wish I off the top of my head, I wish I remember which it was. Yes. But they had a really good acronym. But because time moves on, they had to change their actual name. 
but they changed their name. But because of acronym was so good, they just kept the acronym, even oh. though it didn't no longer tallied oh. up with with their name. I can't remember. I, I wish I could remember off the top of my head what that was. So do we all, Jay? Because um, that that would have been a great story, but I do apologise. As it was, it was a very poor story. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I uh, is your I, dog in? Uh, apologise. Dog's in. Uh, everything's fine. Uh, the world is going to be fine until tomorrow, when it's probably going to end. When thanks, uh, thanks, thanks very much, Jay. Let's go to uh, Ayaz. Ayaz, Ayaz. Ayaz. Ayaz, hey man, how are you doing? You're right. Not bad. I'm really enjoying your show tonight, actually. You, you sound surprised. Is it normally not to your liking? No, I, I've, I've been listening to you since uh, LBC days. Wow. You're, you're, you're one of those losers. A loser? <laughs> right. What so, you got for us, Ayaz? Right. Since everyone's starting these um, organisations, I've got my own one. Oh, God. Um, no, nah, it's, it's, it's just a real cause. So we want to block the extinction of oranges. So B E O B O. Hang on, you hang on a minute. You want to block the extinctions of oranges? Yeah. That's B E O. You prune. Yeah, but but you you'll um, pronounce it B O. B O. I suppose you could. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, that's a weird way of doing it. But it doesn't look like B O. Yeah, but when you say it, it's B O. So, so it's like it's like so stupid. It's almost clever again. Yes, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. So we, we all know the extinction of oranges is happening, right? I, I wish... I, I w- it can't come quick enough for me. I hate, with a passion, oranges. And who... Who's the wise guy, right, that says, no, that's not an orange, that's a clementine. No, that's not a clementine, that's a nectarine. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what are you doing? I asked yeah. for a tangerine, you brought me a nectarine. Who's yeah, the, who's the wise guy that. in charge of that nonsense? I, I think they're all oranges. Yeah, they're all oranges, just big oranges and small mm-hmm. oranges. And satsumas, sat bumholes, more like. And they all taste the same, don't they? They all, ta- they all taste of oranges. oranges. Big oranges, small oranges. Yeah. I think we should yeah. get rid of them. The, the, and, and, and it is the most potent smell in the world. I remember I was, when I worked somewhere once, and the person next to me, sat next to me at work, they started eating an orange. I said, what the hell are you doing? I'm eating an orange. I'm eating a satsuma. I said, what the, you can't eat that here. That stinks. I might as well get, like, um, some fresh fish and start tucking into that, because it's oh, the same. No, 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 no. We have a person at work. He brings the most smelliest sardines ever, and I swear to God, it it stinks up the whole floor. Well, then you should combat that with oranges. I might actually do that. I remember one of my worst cinematic experiences was going to see Popeye the movie. Not because it was a rubbish film. It did get slated, but I loved it, actually. I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. I went to see Popeye the movie with my mum, right? That's the spinach man. It's the spinach man. You're absolutely right, Ayers, yes. And um, it was ruined for me because two rows down and about five seats across, there was a man eating just the stinkiest fish. He (laughs) He took, like, shellfish. Into yeah. a movie. Are it we was... allowed to do that? No. I thought they banned. Yeah, they do ban. Well, this was in the seventies, Ayers. So uh, your health and safety had yet to be invented, and concern for other people's nasal passages was not a thing. Um, but it was the stinkiest, foulest smelling thing I have ever smelt in my life. I can I can smell it now. It's horrible. You don't ask him for a taste. No, I didn't. I was about seven years old. I'm not going to go up to a strange man and go, excuse me, mate, can I um, have a suck on your shrimp? 
yeah, maybe not in that Thank way, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and do you know what? They say, um, that, uh, I remember I came out of the Popeye film and I had a toy pipe. Right. Um, uh, and it had um, bits of string on it. And when you blew it, the string floated. And I remember coming out of the Popeye film and blowing on that, like a smoking pipe, blowing on that pipe. Oh, yes, you ever smoked? You ever smoked a cigar? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I've never done any drugs, no cigarettes. Shut no up, alcohol. man! Shut up! Your, your no, mum. Your mum's not listening. Shut up, man! We know. No, you. seriously, I haven't. Shut up! I'm straight edge. Shut up! I'm the most anti-drug person. In the all world. right, all right, but your 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 mum's your mum's not listening, mate. But you know, maybe she's listening downstairs. All right, mate. You've never had a smoke on a cigarette, or a, you, all right, fair enough. I have. I might, you, I might have. Thank you. And a little bit of Jack Daniels and Coke, huh? Nah, that's... Naughty boy. <laughs> um, Do you want to sing the uh, Popeye song with me? Yeah, go on. Yeah, definitely. Right. On three. One, One two, two, three. three. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Something swimming, I strip all the women. Grow the muscles, I'm Popeye Sailor Man. Toot toot. Uh, yeah. you've, got, you've got to do the toot toot. Toot toot. Thank you, Ayers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, 0344-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Okay, dear listener, lots and lots of calls lined up ready to go. Um, we, we will get to you eventually. 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. But of that we'll have none Because we know of one That's always lots of fun And this one's name is Jollity Believe me folks, it's great For everything sings out to us As we go through the gate All the little pigs, they grunt and howl The cats meow, the dogs bow wow Everybody makes a row Down on Jollity Farm The grunt and howl. Grunt, howl, grunt, howl. The cats meow. Meow, meow. The dogs bow, wow. Ruff, 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 ruff. Everybody makes a row down on Jollity Farm. All the little birds go tweet, tweet, tweet. The lambs all bleat and shake their feet. 
Everything's a perfect treat down on Jolly Farm. Regular as habit, the cocks begin to crow. And the old buck rabbit sings, Stop it up, a jumper. All the little ducks do quack, quack, quack. The cows all move. The bull does too. Everyone says, How do you do? Down on Jolly Farm. Here's the thing, right? And I feel really weird talking about this. So we'll see how we, we go. We'll see how we get on. And um, we might stick with it and we might not stick with it. I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. Um, but I asked a question on Twitter earlier on today. I uh, asked uh, who was lonely. And I'll tell you why, right? I feel really uncomfortable talking about this. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Because we talked about being depressed and all that kind of, all the fun stuff uh, that goes with that. But I've been thinking a lot this weekend, right, that I feel incredibly lonely. Like proper, um, just lonely. And it's not a case of um, being necessarily on my own. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely, right? You know that. You understand that. And it's that thing, you can be in a room with 100 people but still feel... Um, very, very lonely. And it's dawned on me this weekend, and I'm not saying this so that you phone up and go, hey man, well, we can, we can help you, man. We can, we can get through this together. That's not what I'm, what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it because I think it's more common than perhaps we give it credit for. Is, uh, I was thinking this weekend, I don't really have, well, I've got two friends, really. Two friends. And, um, they're really good friends, but I don't really see much of them because one lives miles away and another one is really busy with work and his brother's not very well. And so he has stuff going on in his life. And I kind of make up that I've um, sort of pushed them away because when they do phone up, they hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm miserable and I want to jump off a bridge and, oh, you know, my life's ruined and stuff like that. So I kind of make up that I've pushed them away by being like that. I'm sure they would disagree, and I'm sure that when the, one of them will listen to listen to this and will say, well, no, hang on a minute, you know, you should have said, man, let's let's uh, hang out. Um, and I have other... I guess I have other kind of friends, but they're friends with a small F as opposed to fr- the two friends I have with a big F. Does that make sense? And... I can be with my kids and I can have moments of great elation and great joy. But then literally a second later, I can feel incredibly lonely with them because they're my kids, you know, and they're not my friends. You know, that's not what that um, uh, that's not what their role is, you know, and I am there to protect them and look after them. So uh, they don't necessarily stop the loneliness and um i asked on twitter if you were lonely and i wasn't surprised by the number of answers i got actually 
Loads of you were. And isn't it funny? From the outside, I kind of look um, like I'm doing all right. You know, that I've seen better days, but I'm doing all right. I've got the dream job. Um, I've got a few quid in the bank. Uh, I've got the kids. I've got nice house. Got those those things that we all strive to have. So you know, and I can I can talk. And if you came and saw me at Performance Ring, or if you come and see me on uh, doing the Ian Lee versus Radio Show on Sunday, I'll look fine. You know, I will look like I am busy and I am happy and I am enjoying myself. But inside. I will be feeling incredibly lonely. Now, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? I'm going to read out some of the tweets that you said. I'm not going to give you names, because I'm sure you wouldn't mind, because it was done in the public forum, but there's no need to do that. So I just asked, um, are you feeling lonely? Um, uh, I mean, look at some of these. Yes, I'm lonely when the mind is the smallest prison of all. Um, Lonely and stir-crazy. Count me in, says someone. I have uh, kids, a wife, but still lonely, if that makes sense, as I distance myself from people. Yeah, it makes total sense, man. Total sense. Um, not had a verbal... This is These are all different people, right? These are all different people. Not had a verbal conversation with anyone I'm not related to for weeks. I feel very lonely. Have done for some time now. Um... Not alone, yet lonely. I'd say I'm an intensely shy person who has learnt how to put on a front of faux bravado. Good name for a band, by the way, faux bravado. Uh, I'm disabled. I have lots of friends and family that love me, yet I get very lonely. I'm only 29. Um, I can be surrounded by people, but still feel the hideous, lonely terror within me. A sinking feeling. Uh, I feel lonely at Christmas when the differences between me and my extended family are most obvious cripplingly lonely it's like time isolated me from the rest of the human race i feel left behind somehow um feel more lonely when actually with people because i feel like they all get along with each other better than me um mm, i've lived with my ex for two years incredibly lonely flipping it i mean these are all um, real people. And a lot of them I recognise from Twitter. You know, when you see pictures pop up in your timeline, I, I recognise a lot of these people. I have friends and a family, but I do feel lonely. Lonely through a lack of connection in hobbies and interests. That's me. Um, I do feel, I do feel alone and lonely. When that happens, you have to come back into the room, so to speak. Never keep it bottled up. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, and just one that just says, I'm so lonely. From someone that tweets me a lot, you know. And um, I'm, I'm putting it out there just because it's never really talked about, is it? It's talked about around this time of year because of old people old people are feeling lonely and i've always kind of thought well maybe they're choosing to be on their own and maybe they are choosing to be on their own and i prefer to be on my own i'm more productive when i'm on my own you know i don't know how you people do the small talk the small talk i think i said last week i must have missed the day at school where they taught people how to do the small talk i don't know how to do the small talk i don't know how you do it so how's work going i don't know how you do those conversations um and um, here we go. Look, 
Even though I'm married and have a decent job, I feel lonely most days. Um, anyway, and on and on it goes. And there's, there's, there's loads of people that have responded to that. So why am I talking about it? I don't know. Just that it's been on my mind quite a bit. And we all know that depression and anxiety is um, is talked about a lot. And I don't think loneliness is. And I feel very uncomfortable talking about it now. I feel very uncomfortable. My breath is a little bit short. And I feel a little bit of a dick for talking about it. Uh, a little bit silly. I feel a little bit self-conscious talking about it. But I guess I I guess I feel it's kind of important that we do talk about it, that we do talk about it, you know. Um, and we mentioned the Samaritans last week. One one six one two three. You know, they 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 they're kind of cool, but they're not going to help with loneliness. And I just wondered if there was a solution to all of this kind of stuff you know we have we have the social media we have the the, the facebook and the um uh, uh and twitter I, I i've had a big cull on facebook i've, I've got rid of everyone just because i was finding it hard i was getting angry with people in my timeline people who i love and i'm related to but they were saying stuff that, that made it made me angry and i didn't want to i didn't want to get angry with them of course i disagree with with some of my family about politics and stuff um so I didn't, I, I, you know, and I love them. They're my family, you know. So I kind of, I, there's one of the reasons I had a big cull on face, but there are other reasons as well. And we interact, you know, on, on Twitter. And I've got 50,000 followers on Twitter. And, and, and you know, I, I, I type something funny and people respond. And I type something rude and people respond. Or I say something and, and people will have a go at me, you know. So there's, there is interaction. I'm interacting with people more than ever before, Right. If you include the, 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 the Twitter stuff and the, the emails I get from people and the, you know, the, the events that we have done recently and have got lined up in the near future. But, bugger me, this sense of loneliness, you know, and I can't even put it into words what that is. I can't even describe what that is. Do you know what I mean? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We don't have to talk about this. This is the joys of doing this show: is I can sit here and say stuff, and we don't have to talk about this. And I feel that I'm kind of um, I'm failing a little bit here, in that I'm not being able to verbalise exactly what it is that I'm trying to say. I've been th- I've been thinking about talking about this for a couple of weeks, and um, in my head. I kind of had it a bit better laid out. I, I feel like I'm struggling a little bit to convey what it is that I feel. And you may be listening going, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. And if you don't get it, well, that's groovy, man. Then then, then you're not lonely. Um, and also you may not get it because I may not be um, expressing it very well. But um, does any of this make any sense? Does any of this make any sense? Does it make sense? I don't know. And I've kind of been thinking, and I don't know how this would work, right? And I don't know if it would work. And I don't know if I'd want to do it anyway. But it's been in the back of my head for a while. To kind of... to, to It's been in the back of my head for a while to sort of start. A, a men's group. Do you know what I'm... And I don't know what I mean by that. Um, 
and I kind of expressed that on Twitter, and then we got into, you know, some people kind of broke it down and stuff. And what do I mean by men's group? I don't know. A thing where once a month, like a group of men meet and sit in the circle and talk. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds ridiculously twee, or whether that would be useful, or whether it would just attract people who um, aren't particularly shy and aren't particularly lonely, because the, the, the prospect of attracting shy people who aren't very good at talking to other people to an event where you sit down and you talk to other people, I can kind of see the problems there. So, it's an idea that's percolating in the back of my head. Like, you know, alcoholics and drug addicts and, all, and addicts and stuff, they get to go to... Um, 12-step groups, right? And if you ever sat in a 12-step meeting, they're amazing, right? They're amazing. And it's um, a group of people sat in a circle, or sometimes they sat in rows, and um, there is kind of a ritual to the meeting in that they have these readings that they do in specific orders, and there are the ritual of people, you know, will will introduce themselves by going, hello, my name's Steve, I'm an alcoholic. Every time someone introduces themselves, they'll say that. And so the ritual kind of creates a bit of magic literal you know spells are rituals it it creates a bit of magic and um i know some people struggle with it because there's there's talk of god and stuff like that even though it's not religious and i just wonder if 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 there is something in that for lonely men i don't know it's just an idea i've got sort of to the top right of my head that's kind of just buzzing around a little bit. And I don't know if there's anything in it. I think there's something in it, but I don't quite know how it'll work. i tell you what I don't want it to be like. I once went to, um, when, I was, when I was struggling with depression, I went to a group for depressives. It was like a meeting for depressives. Jesus, it was hard work. First of all, you know, being cripplingly shy, it was it was tough going. And then I turned up, there's only one other person there, and the other people couldn't make it because because they were too depressed to come. And so it was me and this guy just sat there, right? And I said, "Well, if you want, we, we can just, you know, I can come back next week. We can do it next week." He said, "No, no, no, we might as well sit here." So it's me in a room, me and the guy just sat in this room for an hour. It was the most uncomfortable thing in my world, and I would hate to put anybody else through that. So I don't know. And maybe these are two separate concepts, the loneliness thing and the men's group thing. I don't know. And um, if we did do a group, it w- I wouldn't want to be... Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be my thing, you know, because what am I? I'm not, you know, I'm nothing, you know. I don't, I'm not uh, a, a psychiatrist or a therapist. I don't, you know, I don't want it to be my kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud, and you may have all switched off in your droves and gone, why is it, what is this snowflake banging on about man i don't know i feel i've not I- expressed myself in quite the way that uh, i had intended to anyway oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number you don't have to call me about that we can go back to to uh, titting around if you want i'm more than happy to do that i'm ian lee this is talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk I don't know. I don't think I managed to ex- express what I was trying to say particularly well. So maybe we'll we'll, we'll come at it from a, from a different direction another time. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Penny. Hello. Hey Penny. I was ringing to say I'm lonely, but I'm shaking like a leaf saying that to you. I feel yeah. I, I um yeah. Why is that? Do you think? Because that's weird, isn't it? Be- because I don't know. Because I speak to you loads, and I don't normally feel nervous, but I am actually sat here like shivering and shaking and 
someone's just told me on text that I sounded really peed off, and I think that's because I was nervous about talking to you about saying I'm lonely. I was going to talk about this last week, and then I bottled out of it. Then I was going to talk about it at half ten, and then I bottled out of it. And then I was going to talk it at the top of the hour, and I thought, oh, no, I can't be... I'm I'm not going to do it. And then I did it, and as I knew I was going to do it, I felt this tightness around Mm. my chest and this shortness. My breathing's gone really funny. And I'm I'm literally shivering and shaking that hair at the moment, which is weird. Really weird. I wonder why that is... Because I don't have any problem saying that I suffer from depression. I don't have any problem. I, you know, I have some problems, but uh, I, I, I find that e- easy, e- much easier to talk about. But to sit here and say I'm forty three and I am lonely is um, a tough one. It is, and I think it's because on the surface, when you say the word lonely people assume that means because you're on your own. Mm. And I actually can quite enjoy my own company mm. at times. Yeah. There's times when I'm on my own and I feel lonely, but there's times when I'm on my own and I'm as happy as anything because I can, you know, get on and do whatever I want to do and indulge myself, whether that's in a hobby or in getting stuck into some work or whatever it is. But then there's times like stood at the school gate waiting for my kids when I'm surrounded by people and I have no idea what to say to them. I don't want to make eye contact with them because I don't know how to start a conversation with some of them. And I'm nervous if one of them comes over to me and tries to say something to me. And I'll look at my phone and I'll be willing my phone to Mm. beep with a message or something. And there was one friend who completely, I don't think it's planned at all, it always seemed to happen that they would text me just as I was reaching school to pick up my kids. And I love that because it's like, oh, I've got an excuse now to look at my phone and I can do something on my phone or I'll pretend to be having to send a message to someone so I don't have to talk to someone because I don't know how to do small talk. You mentioned pretending to send a message. Here's the thing I used to do a lot, right? And I've found myself starting to do it again recently and it's nuts. It's actually nuts. Do you want to hear it? Mm. I pretend I'm having a phone conversation and I have the phone up and and I actually have the other side of the phone conversation. And I used to do it a lot. Um, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago, right? I used to do it a lot. Mm. And then I just found myself doing it because it's easier to walk from the car to the, sc- the school in particular, from the car to the school gate and pretend I'm on the phone. And then when the boy comes out, I can put the phone down. And I found myself doing it the other day. And I, and I caught myself doing it. And I thought, you're 43. You're, 40, you're a 43-year-old man. And you are pretending to be talking to someone to the point where you're even going, uh-huh. Yeah, doing that, that's nuts, isn't it? But I think it's also because, well, in my case, I don't want my kids to think I'm lonely. Yeah. Because they, you know, at school, I mean, my kids, I think, very similar age as yours, they're four and six. And at school, they learn about making friends. And they learn about not leaving other kids out when they're playing games or it's playtime or whatever. And because they don't want people to be lonely and stuff like that. So I don't want my kids to think I'm lonely because that's almost like, being a failure because I taught at school not to let people be lonely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. So I, I think no mummy talks to all her friends on her phone because that's what mummy does. And yeah. I think I got it from my mum. I think, I, I'm, and I'm making I'm, I'm making a few leaps there, but I think I got it from my mum. And I don't want to pass it on to my kids. Mm. And I can already see. I can already see a. F- a few tracks. I can see my youngest is very shy. They started going to rugby on Sundays. Flipping rugby, right? But the eldest loves it. And um, the youngest 
kind of wants to do it but doesn't want to do it. And I take him to one side and say, "Why well, you don't listen. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Of course you don't. Why don't you want, you, why don't you want to do it? He says, oh, I'm shy. I'm, I'm shy of doing it in front of people that I don't know. And I'm mm. thinking, bloody hell, he's four. And he's 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 got that vibe, and so I'm having to, yeah. and I'm t- so then I have to then go and talk to the coach, and I'm terrified of going talk, talking to the coach. But you know, partly because then I'm I'm 15 talking to big sporty boys that intimidate me, mm. and I'm going, all right, coach, uh, my little boy's a little bit nervous, la, la, la. Uh, just because I'm trying to show him that it's all yeah, right to not- go and talk to him. Inside, I've I'm dying. I've had to do exactly the same with my daughter's swimming teacher, go and talk to her and pretend to be all brave and say the whole, like, oh, you know, she's a bit nervous about being in the big pool now, all that kind of thing. And, you know, she doesn't want to join in with the others because she doesn't know them yet and all that. But, I mean, I try and get over it by doing too much and surrounding myself by people all the time so that I feel like I don't have time to be lonely. Does that make sense? Mm. So, like... I'll do loads of voluntary stuff everywhere so that I'm always at a meeting or I'm always going somewhere and with people. Whereas actually, I mean, I've met some nice people doing that, but they're not really friends. They're not really the Mm. connections. And I'll find myself analysing friendships far too much than is healthy. And then I'll be like, oh, well, why haven't so-and-so spoken to me for a bit? Have I done something wrong? And, you know, you question that. And an old, old, old friend got in touch with me again recently, and I hadn't spoken to him for years. And suddenly he popped up on Facebook, and we chatted away over instant messenger or whatever for loads. And then after, like, two weeks, he went, can I tell you something? And I was thinking, oh, maybe you spoke with his wife or something. This is why you're suddenly talking to random people ever online. And he went, I didn't know how to make friends and I've been set a challenge by um, a counsellor I'm seeing to try and make friends again. And this is what I've been trying to do to make friends because I didn't know how to do it anymore. And he's like, I'm 43 and I wanted to make friends and I didn't know how. And how do you make friends when you're a grown up? And I don't know what the answer is for him. No. Or for me or anyone. I wouldn't have a clue. And that, isn't that sad? It is, because as an adult... How do you look at someone and think, oh, actually, I'd like to be their friend. How do I go about being their friend? When you're a child, you go up and go, will you be my friends? Will you play with me? But when you're a grown-up, you can't, well, I don't know, as a woman as well, if you say to someone, do you want to go for a drink? If it's a boat, it sounds like you're asking well, yeah, something. Instantly, there's a connotation in it, of course. Yeah. Whereas, actually, sometimes you just want a friend. Uh, and I've got a couple, you know, I've got, I've got two close friends. But saying they're close, I've not seen them... When was the last time I... Well, Simon I texted the other day, but I've not seen him for months. Because he's away, he's all over the world working. Colin, mm. his brother, is really, really ill. And he's really busy with work. And so I don't want to... You, know, the you la- don't want to disturb people, do no. you? No, and the last sense. few... Co- and I know that if I were to phone up Colin after the show tonight and say, Colin, I'm a mess, can I come and stay at yours? He'd, he'd make up a spare bed and everything. Um, mm. But... Um, I don't, I don't want to impose, and I'm aware that all the conversations we've had over the last, I don't know, let's say 12 months, have been about me being miserable. You know, that's kind mm. of what the conversations have been about. And I, I, I'm bored of those conversations, so they must be bored of those mm. conversations. And I had a couple of other close friends, and they've just, I mean, one of them, Steve, just disappeared completely. God knows what happened to him. Um, and I saw a couple of friends at the weekend. We went and had a little band rehearsal and we made some noise and 
they asked how I was, and I started to tell them, and then I just, you know, I just told them the stuff that was going on in my life, and then I just felt stupid. I just felt stupid. Mm. And they were all up for me going out for some food afterwards. I went, oh, no, I've, you know, I had the excuse that my mum was in hospital. I said, oh, no, I've got to go and visit mum. So that excuse was 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 perfect you know and mm. and i don't have any family and my sister's in new zealand and 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 that's great and i wish her all the very best of luck but I, and i don't speak to the rest of my family you know we fell out with my mum's side because i put mum in a care home I don't speak to my my dad's side because we didn't speak to them for years and and i've i've not yet built the bridges back up that we you know we burnt 25 years ago so there's nothing there's no one and I'm it's, 43 it's really years old. And you don't want to, I find, sometimes, I don't want to pick up the phone and phone someone or even text them sometimes because you're thinking, oh, well, maybe they're busy or maybe mm. they're not interested or maybe they're having a bad day and the last thing they want to do is to hear from me or something like that. But at the same time, you're just kind of really willing someone to just message you and act who actually cares and say, so how are you? How are things? And that doesn't happen some days and you're like oh okay um yeah i'll go along with the small talk but the small talk's really awkward and you're kind of crying inside going i just want someone to i don't know okay, can i just say Paul, Paul, paul's picking up on the rugby thing on twitter you're picking up on the wrong wrong thing man i appreciate what you're saying but you're you're, you're, you're totally you're totally you're you're hearing a different conversation <laughs> totally to the one that's being had but i appreciate it but i'm not I'm not getting into the rugby conversation of all the conversations in all the world. Um, Penny, nice to talk to you. You too. Ta-ta. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. And as always, you don't have to, um, you don't have to call in about this stuff, man. There's loads of other stuff. I'll, I'll tell you about um, some films I watched over the weekend. Boy, that Oasis documentary... It is shite. It's awful. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Kyle! Evening, you all right? Evening, Kyle. Have you seen the Oasis documentary? Uh, do you know, I haven't, considering I'm from Manchester, although, yeah. don't hate me, I know Mr. Miles was uh, saying how good it was, so... Who was saying it? Mr. Mr. Miles, I don't think you've heard of him. Um, I listen. I like. I don't really like Oasis, right? But I, I like a good rockumentary. I love a good rockumentary. I can watch them about any band, any mm. band. I can sit there and I can watch it and I can absolutely lap it up. Um, and I watched. Was watching this last night, and at thirty-five minutes into it, I was thinking. This is going to get good. I kept thinking, this will get good in a minute. Good, This will get good in a minute. And 35 minutes into it, I thought, I'm a quarter of the way through it, and it has not got good. And I switched it off, and I never switch off films. Not when I've given it 35 minutes. 10 minutes, I'll switch off. 35 minutes. The only good thing in that 35 minutes was seeing pictures of a teenage Noel Gallagher with a bad haircut. The rest of it was awful. It was so boring. You know, and I like good rock and roll stories about drugs and all that kind of stuff. But even their drug stories were boring. It was just, oh, God, you know, it, it was tedious, Kyle. Absolute tedium. 
Well, do you know, it was, uh, I was, no, I was never a massive Oasis fan, or not. I was more of a blur boy, even though I'm from Manchester, but I did used to go and buy the singles in the Virgin Megastore uh, every, well, whenever it was, on a Monday. I used to go to university, swing by, pick the single up, 99p, 7-inch vinyl, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, well, it's bizarre, you've done what you always do. Oh yeah, I, I, I was thinking of you know I was thinking of humorous names for Jonathan's army, yeah, and and then you've you've you know you've had a, a sideways gear shift in something serious. Now I've got to apologise to Paul because I've now I, I've upset Paul by by being a little bit vociferous in the. I, I apologise, Paul. We're cool. It's groovy. It's all groovy. Peace and love, man. Peace and love. I, I you know I, I sometimes forget that I'm not the only one that's got feelings, huh? Imagine that. Um, sorry, Paul. Genuinely sorry. Go on, Carl. Sorry, I've, uh, go on. No, no, no. It's cool. So I was just going to say it's uh, the loneliness thing is really weird. Can I can I talk about that? Yeah, of course you can, man. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's really weird. So I've been sort of single for about four years, maybe. Yeah. And uh, but at the time I'd work sort of most of the time. But people would always say to me around Christmas, oh, you must come to ours at Christmas. And I've always, and I think I've got this from my gran, when she was alive. Yeah. So I would always make excuses or sort of sort of get out of going to people's houses on Christmas Day because yeah. I don't want to impose. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, and, and I'm sure, and it, uh, I don't know whether you have, and you probably did have the same sort of things like we did. I'm sure Catherine will remember this. There always used to be a thing on Granada TV on Christmas Day where you'd be enjoying your Christmas Day, and it's, uh, if you're lonely, call Samaritans. And I felt, well, I wasn't lonely. <laughs> Until you mentioned it. <laughs> but, um, and then they always gave you the number. But no, but it's really weird. And and I think since I've been off, and, oh, when have I been off from work since? I think July the 1st. And it, it's weird, because you're right, the number of people, and with the best will in the world, They'd sort of always say, "Yeah, of course, we'll keep in touch while yeah. things are going on." Yeah, and then you know, everyone's got their own lives, haven't they? Yeah. So uh, there's about three or four people I speak to most days on the phone, and but but a lot of the time I can just sit in the house and and not physically see anybody. Mm. You know, and I think and bizarrely, I think that's what upset me about Jerry the other week because I just sort of think, you know. Because I'm not in a home or whatever, but I just think I could go for weeks and nobody would see me. Mm. And nobody, sorry, no, I, I, no, I know, I, I, I know what you mean, and I think there are more people like that and like us. You know, it's slightly different for me because I've got family and stuff, but um, I, I, I think that's more common than perhaps we've 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 considered before, and I've never really considered the loneliness. Um, uh, 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 factor. There's a name for a fun show, guys. Um, I- I've never really considered that. And, you know, doing this job, when I was doing BBC Local Radio, every year we do a thing about lonely, but the, the old person next door to you may be lonely, and more old people die alone, lo- and all of this stuff. A- and it never really occurred to me, that actually, I'm really, really lonely. Lonely, man. And, you know, there are, there, I could, I, I mean, I could, people say we should get a hobby. Well, no, they don't work like that. I've got hobbies, you know, and those hobbies um, generally involve me being on my own. But I'm not about to go and start pottery or, you know, um, I've done night school for various things. I didn't make any friends there. 
Mm-hmm. I did. I did it. I get in. I I wouldn't talk to anyone. I'd do this thing, and then I'd I'd shoot straight off again. And I couldn't do that. You know, people were saying, "Oh, we're going to go for coffee afterwards." No, no, I've got to be somewhere. I can't do it. I don't know how you do it. But but it's weird. I know I'm not ringing. I'm genuinely not ringing you to, to ask for your sympathy. And obviously, I met you at that one performance ring. And I think you know that. You know, I wouldn't do that. But it's really weird because I spoke to me today, and they were like, "What have you done today?" And I said, well, the highlight of my day was watching uh, a repeat of Heidi High on BBC Two, and I changed the light bulb. And they were like, well, you must have done something else. I was like, mm, not really. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. But but I got to, to end the call on a cheery note. You know when you were saying about the block with uh, shellfish? Oh, yeah, he's eating shellfish during, uh, during Popeye, and it stank. Yeah, we went to, um, <clears throat> I actually made a rare trip out on a Saturday night to Manchester to see John Carpenter, who's performing all his film scores. Oh, right. yes, I've heard about that. That's the, the horror man. He does all the music in his films. He's doing it live, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, shot, I mean, it was a great gig, shocking venue. But um, but we were stood to waiting, me and my friend that I work with, and, well, I work, <laughs> uh, we were waiting to go through, and the guy in front of us, they were, like, searching all the bags. And they opened the bag, and they were like, "What? what's in there? And he said, well, it's fish. They went, you can't bring a fish to a gig. He went, well, I've bought that in bloody Manchester Market. <laughs> right, and honestly, he properly kicked off. And you know when, like, there's, like, a row of people, so they're all going through yeah. in the other queues. And me and my friend Eileen, we just stood behind going, just, just sort the fish argument out. We want to get into the gig. You we can't take fish. You, is it fresh fish? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you can't Manchester take that market. into a gig. Well, they actually put it in a chili cabinet for him and said, you've got to come and get Honestly, you've got to come and get it at the end of the gig. True story. Oh, blimey, that's brilliant. Nice one, Carl. Thank you, man. Okay. Tutty bye, tutty bye. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, um, the uh, I'm a Celebrity lineup has been officially announced. Oh, what a surprise Danny Baker isn't in it. There's a picture. He's tweeted the picture. Can we get that picture and find out who they all are? Because I didn't recognise half of them. And then that's probably all we'll ever... It's the, it's the first year in about three or four years they've not asked me to do it. And when I say asked, I mean like a proper official offer. They wanted me to go in last year. Was it last year or the year before? At short notice, someone had obviously dropped out and they wanted me... Or they wanted me to be the standby person. The standby person is brilliant because you get to go and stay in the hotel and you get paid the fee and you may never go in there. But I just didn't fancy it. I didn't fancy it. Pete's on the line. Evening, Pete. Hello, Ian. Hello, Pete. What you got for us, boss? Um, well, I wanted to talk about the lonely thing, but first of all, I just want to say, is it is it me or is it weird that James back on talk radio? Say together? that again, Pete. Your line just dropped out for a second. Oh, I was just saying, it, it's so weird. And Ash are back on talk radio <laughs> okay, I know you're trying to say James and Ash. Your phone keeps dropping out, but yes. Uh, why do you think it's weird? Time travel. Oh, yeah, just because I, I would go to bed with them when I was, like, nine, I mean... It's a bit you, tree, but, um... It is a bit. It is, no, uh, uh, on, for those who don't know, James Whale is back Mondays to Thursdays, 7 till 10, J- James and Ash, 
and um, it is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a geeky radio um, obsessive, Pete, so it, it is the, a, a joy for me to, to follow oh, it's James Whale. Well. It's just, yeah, I, I found it weird. The, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's, it's a, a genius bit of signing by the bosses, and um, you, you wait, James is just warming up now. He's just warming up, because mm. he's been at the BBC for years, he, and, and he's doing brilliantly now. You, you give him a couple of weeks or a couple of months, he, when he's firing on all cylinders, it's going to be an absolute joy yeah i look forward to it um but yeah so i was calling in about the the loneliness stuff yes um yeah because i mean i was one of the many who tweeted you this afternoon i see yes 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 thank you for tweeting me. um yeah no i i'm pdt on twitter so oh okay you're the one that um you're the one that just <laughs> replied with i'm so lonely yeah i mean i elaborated on it a bit afterwards, yeah but yeah no that was my first instinct it's like yeah um, absolutely, you know it's, and it's yeah, funny, isn't I it? Mean, we uh, make up, you know, we we, we make up um, people's backstories and 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 what's going on. And you, uh, you know, you look very jolly in your picture, and you've always, you know, as far as I remember, you know, you, you your tweets have always been very positive. So I make up this story that you're happy and you've, you know, and all of this stuff. Um, and it was a real, it, uh, uh, you sending that to me was a real shock that made me think, oh. Oh, this is actually probably going to be a bit more widespread than I had first um, first wow, thought. Wow, okay. So th- I appreciate you sharing that with me. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that just shows that, you know, the social of ourselves we put across on social media isn't... Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at... that. I mean, that's one of the things that can get you so much down on Facebook and things. You look and everyone's posting pictures from parties and having fun times and... Yeah, I, I guess it's one of the things actually. But would you? Yeah, would you? You don't want. Would you want to go to parties? I know I wouldn't. Not general. Not generally. You know, I. I think I'd like to be asked. You know? <laughs> I, right. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because like you, I find the small talk thing so difficult. You know, I mean, I, I've been looking at going to sort of. I'm, you go. You go to meetup. dot com, and there's hundreds of interest groups and things, oh. and you look at going to them, and you just think, well. Yeah, but I'll turn up and I'll just sit in the corner. Yeah. And, you know, maybe make a bit of small talk if I have to. But, yeah, it, it, it's difficult. You know, I think the main people I speak to in person are colleagues these days. You know, every now and then I'll manage to sort of lure a friend. Usually it has to be under the guise of doing a podcast. Mm. That's the only way of getting to see people these days. When... <sighs> When do when does when do you feel lonely? Because I I don't feel lonely now because I'm doing this show and I've got I've got Catherine through there and I'm talking constant stream of people to talk to, um, and I will probably feel lonely in the car on the way home. I probably feel lonely when I get into bed and I will, it, 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 you know, it comes at different moments. But I wonder mm. when you kind of felt the loneliest. Um, I mean, I, I guess you know the the loneliest is when it, when everything's. I mean, it's, it's like Don was saying a few. You know, having constant sort of sources of distraction. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, you get to the end of the night, you turn everything off. And I mean, that's when you're at your loneliness, I suppose. Mm. Um, that's when a lot of things are the way, you know. Because, you know, I, I suffer from depression and the like. And, mm. Yeah. Um, I'm beginning to wonder if, if there is a... if, And this is just me guessing. I'm guessing stuff here now. But I wonder, I wonder how strong the correlation between the two are, the loneliness and the depression. 
I don't. It, it definitely doesn't help, does mm. it? I mean, you sort of you you certainly feel like you're pushing people away. I think Penny was saying, you know, you don't you don't impose upon people. You know, you you sort of assume that they're not going to want to deal with it. Really, you know, that they've got their own stuff going on. And yet, yeah, sometimes you do just want someone to to reach out. It's, I, it's I wonder what, if there is... Um, I've given it a lot of thought about my own personal situation, and I can't... Mm. I haven't been able to come up with a, with a solution. I don't know what the solution is. The, the solutions that I tend to use are distractions, like... Yep going and playing, you know, Xbox for a couple of hours. That's that's a distraction for two hours. Or, mm. um, surprisingly, when I go out, if I go and walk the dog for an hour, I don't actually feel particularly lonely then because I, I am on my own, but I'm doing some, I'm doing something, you know. The, 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 I find it actually quite creative taking the dog for a walk. I get lots of good ideas. Um, yeah. So I do, I, I do distractions, but they're all distractions. Sitting and reading a book or watching a film or playing a video game is a distraction for me. Yep. Yeah, no, and you know, you, as I say, you know, I'm, you know, I've got sort of what two hundred odd friends on Facebook, five hundred, and on Twitter, and it doesn't, it, none of it matters in the, you know, it, I, you know, you, you'll sort of have a few people who you'll chat to, but generally, you know, you can have a, the numbers on social media don't mean anything at mm. all. No, they, they mean nothing. You know, I could go on Twitter, you know, when I get home and say, guys, I feel really lonely. And I'd have a hundred people who get in touch and say, Ian, here's my, here's my number. Or I'm, I'm just down the road from you. Why don't we meet up? But that, but that doesn't, but that doesn't satiate the, that doesn't fulfill the emptiness. If no. that makes sense. No, I mean, and you know, I, I rarely get that, to be honest, you know, if I, on the occasions I do reach out and sort of, you know, who wants to do something, it's, it's, you know, because it's always short notice, everybody's busy, you know, it's, um, yeah, so it's, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is either, no. you know. I, I And I wonder if, if, like, social media makes it worse, because you... I you, really you... think it does, I think people have sort of been lulled into thinking that this is, this is what friendship is now. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as you click like on a photo every now and then, that's that's what your friend duty is in the 21st century. That's a brilliant way of putting it. That's what your friend duty is, clicking like on a picture. Um, And also, we, we and I, I don't really use Facebook in the way that a lot of people do. In that I have a private account that I've got, like, I, I had about 20 friends. I've got three now because mm. I'm a big cull. And I, I just have the, that, that so I can run the Ian Lee page and a couple of monkeys pages. But when I had about twenty friends on there, um, you, 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 you can't. People constantly post pictures of them having good times because that's what it is. They don't yeah. post. They don't post a selfie of them sat at home looking miserable, going, "Oh, I've, I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm eating a, a microwave lasagna and I feel sad." They're posting pictures of them yeah. on holiday or at fancy dress parties or you know stuff like that. And so, it, it I think it creates a false image of how much fun everybody else seems to be having absolutely it's like what you said at the start of the call you know i mean of course yeah my profile pictures me in somewhere where i was happy and jolly and you know because that's that's what we do you know we project this image of ourselves that isn't we're always feeling it's yeah um 
and very kindly, I've had lots of, you know, since I kind of brought this up today, lots of nice people have been in touch on, on, on Facebook, and I'm aware, uh, on Twitter, and I'm aware that Twitter is a slightly different experience for me than it is for, for a lot of the, for you, Pete, and for a lot of the listeners, because I've got 50,000 mm. followers on there, and I, you know, I have a, 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 a profile, but lots of people have said very nice things, and I appreciate that, and that's very kind, but, um, I'm not going to phone those people up, you know, I'm not... I, I, no, no. And, and, and I don't mean that in an arrogant, rude way. I just mean, realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, realistically. I don't know any of the people that follow me on Twitter. And I've met some of them, and they're all, they're all you know, delightful. And there are some people that follow me on Twitter who are arseholes. But I don't know them. I don't know you, Pete. No, yet, not we, at all, We no. chat on Twitter occasionally. I don't know you. You don't know me. No. Um, and it is, it's all, it's a false... It's a false environment, and I just wonder how healthy that is for us and how healthy it's going to be for, you know, future generations who, you know, Twitter Twitter will always, you know, and Facebook will probably always be a part of my boys' lives and, and whatever new things come along, you know, and I just wonder... Yeah, or, yeah, whatever replaces them. I mean, I, I think part of the problem is also, certainly where I'm concerned, you know, if someone that I'm relatively close to does reach out and say, you know, if you want to talk. Half the time, I don't know what I'd want to say anyway. You know, in terms of, mm. sort of talking about what's bothering me, it's, it all feels like ground that's been trod before, you know. It's, it, it, there's only so much you can say, you know, especially with things like depression. It's like, well, yeah, I, there's not a lot to do about it, really. You no. know, there's not a lot they can say. I think we'll come back to this, Pete. I, I, I think, um, I think I've, I, I think I fumbled and muffed up the, my first kind of, um, uh, and it's the first time in a long time that I've, I think I've failed to convey a concept that is that is in my head, and I've, I've, I've kind of not quite got it right. So we, I, I think this is something we will come back to um, at some point in the future. But I really appreciate mm. you calling in this evening. Yeah, well, you know, if if you ever get the that group started up, I'll I'll be there. Nice one, man. Thank you, Pete. Cool. Have a good night. Ta-ta. Cheers. Ta ta, ta ta. Um, yeah, it's a hard. Um, it's a hard. You know, I can describe exactly how it feels to feel lonely, uh, to feel depressed. I can describe that exactly. Um, but the loneliness, I don't know. It's a real tough one. To kind of get across. And also, I feel a bit embarrassed saying it in front of Kath and Ed. I feel silly talking like this in front of you two. And I know that you go, well, no, it's cool and it's fine. And of course it's cool and it's fine and stuff like that. But I feel silly saying all this stuff in front of you. And I feel a bit stupid saying it in front of, you know, the periscopers. And saying it in front of you, um, dear listener. We have another hour to go. Um, And as I said an hour and a half ago, you can call in about this. Or you can call in about anything you want. I did watch, try to watch that Oasis documentary, and I love a rock, a rockumentary. I love them. I watched one about the Stone Roses recently. I don't really like the Stone Roses, but it was Shea Meadows' film. It was such a good film. Um, and I, I, I you know, the, the the time just went like that. But this Oasis thing, I was just thinking, well, when does it get interesting? And it, it, you know, and it, 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 it didn't. It didn't. It, they just felt like they just felt like a plastic rock and roll band. Do you know what I mean? They just felt plastic, in as much as 
um, you know, Noel Gallagher was was a big fan of of rock, and he'd read all these rock autobiographies and biographies. So it just felt, I don't know, it just felt plastic. They didn't feel real, and Liam just felt like a real plastic rock. And you know, the I see the bit I turned it off right was they just been um, turned back from from Holland because they'd been fighting on the boat. And then they went to a hotel and they started chucking stuff out of the hotel window. In the mid-90s, they were chucking stuff out of the hotel window. And I just thought, nah, I've, I've seen this and heard this done so much better. And actually, I'm beginning to think those stories of rock and roll excess are quite tedious. I mean, everyone cites Keith Moon as a hero, and he was a hero of mine for a long time. I bet he was a right pain in the ass to be around. Some drunk bloke who was always off his nut, and was, was you'd go into your hotel room, and your bed and your TV was, was super glued to the ceiling. Or he drove a Rolls Royce into a swimming pool. Or that the Who got banned from the entire Holiday Inn chain of hotels in the States because of him. You'd just be thinking, because oh, he, he threw... Um, cherry bombs down the toilets and they blew up the whole you think oh Keith Moon for grow- just grow up man goodness sakes Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. this is Talk Radio across the UK online and on DAB a radio star is born you're going to love Talk Radio Talk Radio we'll have a look at the uh, I'm a Celeb lineup. I think you're in for a bit of a disappointment dear listener Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yep. 
like a llama or an emu. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you John Merrick's remains, ooh, all them crazy elephant bones. And if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you. Of course we would. We just need more. And buy really expensive ketchups with it. That's right. All the fanciest ke- Dijon ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a green dress. But not a real green dress. That's cruel. And if I had a million dollars. If I well, I'd buy you some art, a Picasso or a Garfunkel. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a monkey. Haven't you always wanted a monkey? If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you. Ladies, fingers crossed, my record label, 7A Records, is going to be putting out a Stephen Page single for um, Record Store Day. Fingers crossed. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm feeling thoroughly embarrassed after the last hour, but we can carry on talking about that or about anything else uh, that you want, really. Let's go to um, Pablo. Good evening, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Oh, I'll go with Victoria Sponge. Mm. I, um, when I, when I, I, it's a little, little band rehearsal on, on Saturday. It's, it, it's not really for any purpose. Just me and Spencer and Matt, we kind of get together and we make a noise. And Spencer brought, um, some leftover birthday cake with him. And it was out of this world. Homemade birthday cake with, with, here's the thing, right? There's never enough of the buttercream on a cake. Why can't they just make a cake out of buttercream? Well, I'm going to be contentious here. I'm not a fan of the buttercream. I prefer the, the real cream. I don't know if you're familiar with a blurt caca. Blurt? Anyway, did you say blurt caca? A blurt caca. It's a type of cake, I believe it's... Is it cacao or is it cacao? It, well, um, it might be cacao. I've only I've only been told it by somebody else who's heard it. So. Cacao is is um, poo. Well, no, it's definitely not that. It's cacao. Is it chocolate? No, it's 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 oh. it's, it's basically sponge type cake. Oh, maybe it's a cacao. And then it's got um, kind of very firmly whipped cream mm. layered around it, like icing. But it's but it's cream. And you don't like nice. the buttercream. None of it's too buttery. I'm not a fan of butter. 
yeah, but it's, this is insanity. I didn't know perverts like you existed. Keep it on toast, that's what I say. Oh, man alive. Well, in that case, I'll have a cake made out of but entirely made out of buttercream, and you can have a cake made out of caca. Well, well to, to to make it as uncontentious as possible, I'll, I'll change my answer to a lardy cake, which never, neither contains cream or butter or whatever. It's Does just it contain lard? I think there's a bit of lard involved. Oh. Careful no a lardy cake, I Kids assume. Kids these it's... days don't know they're born. I'm old enough to remember cooking a fry-up with lard. You get the block of lard out of the, the, um, the fridge... And you cut off a big chunk of lard and you put it in the pan and let it melt. Beautiful. Fried eggs in lard. Beautiful. Um, yes, lovely. Thanks. Um, no, I was going to say in regards to the loneliness factor. Yes. Um, that, that, that I'm completely on board with uh, your... your the, the thing, I, I feel loneliness in, in that regard. But mm. I think it's more... To go with a kind of, um, I don't know if it's a nihilistic view, but I think a lot of it's just to do with the, the way society's kind of skewed these days. It's 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 very kind of, uh, how does it help me? It's a, it's a very self-centred um, kind of, um, well, I don't know, the, the opposite of altruistic, the, the kind of... Um, the, the way, I don't know if it's the, the way the media Selfish. specifically or the... It's selfish, but I think in some ways it's orchestrated by the um, you know people in power to kind of divide people away from concerning themselves with what's going on, um, like on a on a national level, uh, and it breaks people down. To uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean the the fact that we're all more concerned about oh god i don't know kim kardashian being robbed as, as opposed to you know cuts being made to the fire service for example yeah then on top of that you end up with a situation where what's seen as real news which is essentially the poor being turned against the poor yeah um sorry two seconds my tumble dry is just going around hey turned it off thank you um but yeah, but you have the, the kind of like poor against the poor situation, and I, I saw a, a clip from, I think it was Sky News that was on yesterday, and um, there were, it was about um, uh, uh, medical migrants, people who come into the country to use the NHS, and uh, the, the news production was very much bent on the idea of it costs millions for the NHS. I think it was five hundred million. Uh, and they had two doctors on to to say how much of a bad situation it was. And both of the doctors came on and said, it's not a problem at all. If anything, it's, it's 0.5% of the medical expenditure for the entirety of the NHS. Yeah, the yeah. real problem is the private contracts yeah. and these governments being, you know, companies building hospitals and then still being paid back like 10 times the value of the money they've paid to build the hospital yeah. years Oh, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's, all, it's, it's, it, it's magic. It's, it's the tricks magicians do. It's distraction. So you don't see the trick take... You, you, you're looking at, you know, the, the hand being held up so you don't see the other hand playing with the cards. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all about. I think a byproduct of that, which is something which I think the, obviously, you know, if you, if you work on the basis that it is a kind of uh, no employ by the government, uh, I think a byproduct of that that they're not aware of is the fact that it will engender a kind of loneliness in in society because if everybody's like looking out for their own and turned against everybody else, then what what hope do you have as a individual? 
you know, if everybody's out for themselves, then you yourself are out for yourself. If it's a sociological level, then we're well, all, you know, tarnished by it. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I, 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 I'm not sure I'd, I'd totally get that because I, I've, you know, I've done, like, volunteer work and stuff. And so when, even when I have been out looking for others, looking out for others, I still felt lonely. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I used to go and volunteer at Great Ormond Street, and and I, 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 I did, you know, there was such nice people there, but I didn't know how to hold a conversation with them. I didn't go out for, with them for a drink afterwards, you know. Made, made oh no, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, that that, that you know, I, I stand by uh, with what you're saying. I mean, I I work with people with uh, learning disabilities, so it's it's quite seen as altruistic work. But but you know, at the end of the day, I get I get paid for it. So, you know, I'm aware of the, the fallacy in that sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, I think everybody does feel lonely. And I, I think it's something that, you know, affects everybody. But I don't... And see, I this it, is the thing. I, I don't know if, if it does affect everybody. I, there, I, there must be... There must be some individuals who aren't lonely. I, th- I'm, 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 I make up there must be quite a lot of people who well, aren't you lonely. Argue it's, you could argue it's like possibly uh, on a philosophical level, it's an intelligence thing. You know, it's a, a sense of ennui. If you, if you don't have the capacity to feel such things, then maybe not touched by it. Ignorance is bliss, etc. Yeah, I don't know if it's in, in, an intelligence thing, but I get the ignorance is bliss. But I, I, no, there, there, I, there well, must... like an emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, not necessarily. Because yeah. I know some people who, you know, I, I'm not a believer in. Uh, the, the supernatural or, or, or certain things, but I think um, empathy. I think there are a lot of people out there who just really do feel other people's like emotions to a point where they're, they're almost incapacitated mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so like in, you know, people talk about bad vibes, but ultimately that's often just people. You know, maybe they're just feeling the bad vibes of the room and they just can't deal with it. It just reminded me, I need to, Kath, I need to bring in that Luke Haynes book, Bad Vibes, tomorrow. It just reminded me, thank you for saying that, Pablo, because it's reminded me I've got to bring in a book that I've been meaning to bring in for the last two months, the Luke Haynes book. Um, thank you, Pablo. 0344 499 Dave. Hello, Ian. Hello, How Dave. you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. What you got for us? Um, are you interested in science? Uh, well, I think anybody who's not interested in science is either is either a fool or a religious freak. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in science, Dave. What you got? I love descaling the kettle. Huh? You know, you put, like, the magic powder in the kettle and get rid of all the lime and that on the bottom. Oh, man, that's science at its I, best. I've never it? done that. I just buy a new kettle. <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and famous. You know it. You know uh, it. Yeah, because some people say use vinegar, but I mean, vinegar. well, vinegar. You know, there's a vinegar can do almost anything, right? There's Holy a book God. called A Thousand and One Uses for Vinegar, and it can get rid of stains, it can get rid of smells, it can descale, it can get, it, it can do all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah, but twinings don't make vinegar flavored tea bags, do they? So I ain't, I ain't putting that in my kettle. No way. Uh, but kettles are so. You say lifestyles of the rich and famous. Um, but, but kettle, oh, sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah. I well, do, yes. Yeah, well, you know, you, yeah. you literally, you just said it like 30 yeah, seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. I quite often, yeah. It's a song, wasn't it? Who sang that? Hmm. It wasn't Nickelback. It was Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> anyway, kettles are so cheap these days. 
the I'm hap- I-, I will happily and I'll have a kettle for a couple of years then I'll chuck it out and I'll buy another one 15, 20 quid beautiful you probably don't live in a hard water area this no very soft time. very soft water yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know what else I do as well Go on. I like science Go on, Dave. and I like recycling as well okay um when, I've, when I'm, like, rinsing out my mouth with mouthwash, um, I spit it down the toilet instead of down the sink, so I, like, clean the toilet a bit as well. <laughs> Hello? We use toilet duck. Yeah, but you don't rinse your mouth with that, do you? You see... No, you no, 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 I use... I use um, cycling. No, I use um, um, mouthwash. So you could be... One recycle saves the planet. Oh, you could. What was that that campaign in the seventies um, where you you and your partner to save water? If you see Sid telling. Sorry. If you see Sid telling. No, no, that was the eighties. That was when they sold British oh. gas. No, but you and your partner to save water could have a dump at the same time. Ooh. Just cause it saves water. Having a dump at the same time. What you see, one sits on your lap and you do it through the gap. I think that was the campaign in the 70s. You're a bit older than me, I don't That's true. Know. That's true. Where, where, where is the science part of this conversation? You, you, you came on prefacing it, talking about how you like science. I've yet to hear any science. Descaling the kettle, man. So, um, mm. You don't think that's science? That's not an equation that someone's thought <laughs> long and hard about? No, that's, that's um, home economics. That's not science. So you're saying home economics isn't a valid science? No, of course it's not a science. You don't you don't uh, study the the four major sciences: physics, biology, chemistry, and home ec. This this is t- taking quite a patronising turn. I feel. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to ask you another question. Are there any things that weirdly soothe you? Any things that weirdly serve me? Uh, you. you said serve. Um, I'll, I'll apologise fully and frankly. The question I meant to ask... Apology was, considered. Tell me when you've fully considered it and then I'll continue. Um, well, I'm off tomorrow. Mm. So uh, you'll have an answer by Wednesday. Does that mean I've got to hang up or can we go on to You can question? continue. You can ask me the question you intended to ask. OK. Say yes. when. Now. Are there any things that weirdly soothe you? For uh, example, I, one of mine is, I enjoy sharpening a pencil. i tell you something, is that Freudian? No, it's no euphemism. I purely enjoy sharpening a pencil. I, the thing that will get me to sleep is listening to um, a football match on the radio... But mm. one where you can, re- where they've really mic'd up the audience, so you can hear the, it becomes like a sea of noise, and I find that very soothing. Because they, yeah, they say that play, um, putting a Hoover on gets a child to sleep, don't they? Or if if they're unsettled, put them in the d- tumble dryer. No, I didn't say that. No. Um, another one that soothes me as well is yes. oh, the old classic of uh, just having a little poke around in your ear with a cotton bud. Oh man. That's so relaxing. And isn't it a joy? Oh, a big bit of brown comes out. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it that? Isn't it? It's the most satisfying it is, thing. Yeah, yeah. How does your body make... How does your body 
know how to make wax. And could you make candles out of that wax? Um, mm, wax and snot mixed together. This is getting a bit vulgar now. It's a little bit vulgar, so I, I suppose, suspect, uh, Dave, we should probably say goodnight. I've got more questions if you want them. Or I can save them for another time. Why don't you, why don't you pick your top question you've got remaining? Hmm. OK. I'm having a lot of trouble getting a window cleaner. Could I cling film my windows if I make sure I don't get any bubbles in it and just change the cling film every month? Thanks for calling, Dave. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Busy on the phones this evening. Hannah and Honey, stay there. 0344 499 1000. Yes, Dom! Evening, sir. Good evening. I like Dave. He's a... He's a, he's a very good new caller. Never heard of him. No. Right, I want to do a tribute. Uh-oh. Yeah. To Jimmy Young? Can you? No, God, no. Boy, oh, boy, the stories I've heard about from people who've worked with Jimmy Young. I'm not even getting into that. <laughs> I mean, A, I thought, you know, I, I used to listen to him when I was uh, growing up. My mum would have him on when she was doing the ironing. I thought he died a long time ago, but I know some people that work with him. <laughs> Is it watch his face sort of thing? It was no, no, oh no, 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 no nothing no, like. Oh good, god, good, no, nothing, good. nothing like that at all. But he had some, um, had some very old-fashioned views. <laughs> anyway, okay. go on then, Dom. Tribute, yeah, go on. I like tributes. Right, I'm gonna start this up. Can you, can you park a call and then dip into it every now and again? Park a call. Can you put me on the line and then? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll right, just keep I, coming back I, to you. Fantastic. Well, what I want to do is what I do a tribute to Barry and his attempts to do the New Zealand uh, place name thing. Oh, yeah. In combination oh. with a tribute to a very good podcast that you should give to um, Matt or Redamping, let them release it again, Shindiggery. Okay. No, 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 that's not. Shindiggery is a thing. It's the first podcast I did on my own when I was at LBC. And um, it was it was it was very avant garde. It was also very very sweary. My favourite one was the one where um, it was just me basically Music. testing the technology. No, the one um, where I just said um, Rufus Hound <laughs> for fifteen Guess what minutes. I'm do. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the New Zealand things for fifteen minutes. Beautiful. Where you go? Seriously, I did for 15 minutes. I um, said Rufus Hound's name like this for 15 minutes. It was Shindigri. I don't even know if I've got it on my computer anymore. Let me have a look. Hang on a second. I've got them. I've got, I've got the shindigaroos on this computer. I'm not releasing them. Too sweary. Very sweary. We'll let him carry on. Honey! Hello. Hey, honey. Just... Yeah, he's going to keep going. All right, honey, what you got for us? Um, I just... I want to say that... Um, I don't think you should feel scared or like nervous to say that you're lonely yeah I, I don't know why but i feel i feel silly and i feel nervous and i feel stupid i, I know what you mean because i think like 
most people who feel lonely, it's more of a feeling of like no one understands you, or like you have no one to talk about. I mean, no one to talk to about things that you、mm. like because they don't understand.、Mm. And I feel like most people, or if not everyone, thinks that they're a bit weird and like no one else is really like them. And I don't think like most people meet someone else who's actually like them, and that's why. They feel so lonely, even if they have friends, because a lot of their friends don't really get what they're about or what they like or something. Yeah, I I know what you.、Um, I think I know what you mean.、Um, but I, but I know people that kind of get some of. I know some people that get some bits of me. It's I suppose it's I don't I don't know, I don't know. But I I I I feel a bit embarrassed having brought up the subject now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I feel a bit dumb. Also,、uh, you were talking about the internet earlier making it worse. I think it does in some ways, but only because, well, for me, like I've made a lot of friends on the internet who are like basically clones of me who understand everything I feel and like things I like, and we can talk about deep things and stuff. But it kind of is like a tease because most of the time they're on the other side of the world.、Mm. Or... <laughs> and I've made friends on the internet. I've been lucky enough. I, well, you know, I've been to the states and I've met. These friends that I've made, and I've I've been to shows with them. I met this. I met this、um, when I was going to go over to see the monkeys a couple of years ago. This lovely woman.、Um, who, I, like, now I've just thought I can't. I can't.、Uh, Kim.、Um, she said, "Oh well, my、uh, my husband was going to come to a show, but he doesn't really like them. Would you like to come to this show with me?" And I was like, "It it, it went against everything that my body and my mind was saying." And I went, "Yeah, okay." And I met Kim outside this theatre in this little town outside of New York. And it was brilliant, and we sat and we watched a concert. And at the end, I said thank you very much, and we shook hands and we hugged and we took some silly pictures, and we walked <laughs> away. And the internet is great for things like that, you know, the, the,、yeah. for things like that. But, but you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing Kim since, and I won't see her again probably. <laughs> you know, there's no, there was no, it wasn't a close friendship. It was a friendship by, via email, and, and we, we spent two hours together watching a concert, and it was all. Lovely and weird. So the internet is good, definitely. It has its benefits, but、um, I wonder if it makes us, to a certain extent, make. Hang on. Ah, ma, ta, wa. No, still going. <laughs> if it makes us some of some of us more isolated, I don't know. It has, it, like all things, it has good good things and and bad things. Yeah, I find like I, I honestly think that like everyone is lonely. Or everyone has moments where they feel really lonely, but、mm. some people. Find it much easier to kind of distract themselves from it and have more friends and more opportunities to go out and like not feel lonely. I don't know. <laughs> It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one to try and get your、um, your head around.、Yeah. I'm just looking. I have got. I think I haven't got all of the shindigri. I've only got some of them. <laughs> Anyway, it's, it's, it was a load of rubbish. It's never getting released again. Honey, thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Someone who knows my history better than me, because now I'm thinking, have I got all the shindigaries or not? I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got five episodes of shindigary. Was that all I did? Because it. If I remember it feeling like a good idea at the time, then actually being quite hard work. Can someone let me know? Does I only do five? Because if I only did five, I've got them. Um, and 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 maybe I do. 
put them out. I'd need to have a listen to make sure there's nothing to embarrass. I mean, they're rubbish. It's not, it's, not, it's not like, you know, Smile or anything. It's not some great lost album. Uh, Hannah! Hello! Hey, Hannah, what you got for us? Who's that on the other line? It's, it's Dom. What you got for us, Hannah? Um, yeah, the depression and all that. and um, I think they're definitely linked. What, the depression and the uh, the loneliness? Lo- the loneliness. Go on, tell me why. Well, I think, well, on my, on, with me, any, anyway, um, I find that many people don't understand um, what it is you're going through. But specifically, with, um, they don't suffer with depression themselves. Yeah. And they don't fully understand it. And with me, although I've got Ray with me, um, my family in particular, no one else suffers from depression. Um, they say to me it's quite a selfish thing to have. Um, yeah, some people can perceive it as that. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, when I took my overdose um, back in 2009, they, they still keep blaming me, saying it's a, it was a selfish act, which I guess it was. Um, but even now, they still judge me for it, mm. and um, there's friction within the family because of it. Um, and I feel incredibly lonely in in it. Um, yeah. Um, when there is outright hostility uh, towards a predicament that one is in, yeah, that would definitely uh, alienate you. Uh, from uh, you know people around you and stuff, I can understand that totally. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I find it hard to talk about sometimes. But my family are involved in such a heavy um, religious church that they, I hardly see them. Although I believe myself, um, I'm not involved in a church or anything. Mm. Um, they never come to see me or anything like that. Um, and they say it's um, depression is um, controlled by the devil and all that. And I just yeah, feel... Dealing with people like that whose who's, who's whole um, understanding of a medical condition is uh, grounded in fairy tales like that, you know, then that's, that's not going to help anyone, is it? And I just feel... When my own parents tell me that, I feel incredibly lonely... Um, and the only person I've got is my partner. And the only comfort I get is listening when I'm, you know, going to bed and I have to turn the show on, is where I feel like I'm not totally on my own. Well, you get to listen to lunatics like this. Yeah, <laughs> which does cheer me up. And it, we, aren't we a weird lot that we can find a bloke? Doing this for 15 minutes. Aren't we weird that we can find that funny? I know, I know. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Hannah, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you very much. That's all right, no problem. I hope this doesn't give you nightmares. I mean, I really... James, you're on the wireless. Hello, mate. Hello, James, you're right. How's it going? It's all right. What you got for us? 
Uh, no, I'm just saying. What's your language? What's your language, James? Go on, that's a yellow card. Now go on, just be careful. No, I'm just saying I'm I'm a homeless. I live in a tent, and you make my night. Well, you make my night, mate. Where you live? Where are you living in a tent? Yeah, in Bishop Auckland. Flipping hell, man! That must be freezing. Ah, That's good, mate. I've been doing it for a couple of years now. How did you end up in a tent? Um. I was working as a carpenter. My governor went bankrupt, and the place I was living in wouldn't take the assess um, because I'm not mentally ill, not on drugs, not pregnant, stuff like that. You sure you're not pregnant? No, no. Okay. Definitely not. And the class was non vulnerable, so I just travel around, fruit picking, and warehouse work. And crap like that, but you back on the radio make my life, man. Well, that's very kind of you to say, James. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, you say fruit picking and stuff. There ain't much fruit picking going on. Well, we now in November, moment, no. blimey! So what? What are you doing? Um, what What are you doing to get money now? Big issue. And how much do you make from that? Maybe ten, maybe fifteen pound a day. And you can survive on that. Yes. Wow. There's always, well, uh, what's it called? Skip grazing. Skip grazing? Yeah. Uh, you know, around the back of old supermarkets to throw out their crap. Yeah, 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 and getting food from there. Yep. Have you got any family or friends or anyone? No. I've got two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are they called? They keep me company. Yeah, I one's bet they called... do. I bet they do. What are they called? One's called Dink. Tell me the and other one's, one's called, called Donk. Jank. Oh, right, Jank. Um, so what, Dinky Jank. Have you got no family or anything? No brothers or sisters or cousins? No. No. Blimey. I prefer it that way. It's just travel and work. That's it. If I find work, I work. What's the tent like? It's a little two-man tent. It's all right. I've got a black mattress. I've got a DAB radio. That's how I listen to the night. Are you are you working that on batteries? Uh, yeah. Because DABs eat batteries, man. No, because you go to a pound shop, you can get four for a pound. Oh, okay. You just don't waste your money on b- batteries to listen to this rubbish. Well, no, you 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 cheering up no end, mate. It's glad I'm glad to have you back on the radio, love. Well, thank you, James. I appreciate that. You do cheer me up. Do you not get any? Do you not get any hassle from anyone living that lifestyle? Uh, no, because I live in what, woods or graveyards. Graveyards? So, yeah, no one goes to the graveyard at night. Oh, so, yeah, I suppose not. Oh, right, mate, so it's nice. It's sort of sheltered, out of the way. No one goes around there at night. And, yeah, it's, I've been doing this for years now. So. What happens when you get a bit older and it becomes a bit, you know, a bit of a strain on you? You just carry on. How old are you, James? What, what, what are you? I, I make up. You're, you're the same age as me. Forty three. I'm forty two. Forty two. Close. Forty two. 
Born in 73, mate. What a year, James. What a classic oh, no, year for was, babies. The 80s was a good year. <laughs> the 80s was a good year. Um, and do you, do you, I mean, who do you speak to? Do you speak to people? Oh, the occasional person who comes up and buys a big issue, but other than that, no. You sound, um... Hang on a minute, James. I've got to check this guy's still going. Luke, I'm a good sir. Yes, he is. Sorry. He's a brilliant geezer, man. He? He should be a driving base beyond <laughs> that. And, um... You sound like you're kind of resigned to this... Not even resigned to this lifestyle. That You kind of enjoy it. Or is that you just putting it on a bit for me? No, I've... I've been doing this for so many years now. Um, as I said, I can't get home. How many home years? Because since I was 22. Flipping heck, man. That's 20 years. 21 years. Yeah. yeah. No, there's got that. No, no, no. There's got, even in Theresa May's cold, uncaring um, country, there's got to be um, no, something available to you. Places I've gone and councils I've gone to. I've been to so many different towns. Um, because I'm not mentally ill, I do get medication for depression. Yeah. But because I'm not, I'm not present, I'm not on drugs and crap like that, I'm caught and I'm vulnerable. But you're living out in a tent. Yeah, I know. But because I'm... There must healthy, be something... Mu- I can't I believe tried. this. There must be something that yeah, this country I've can tried. do for you. I have tried so many homeless persons units and councils and that. No. So I'll just travel around, pick up work where I can, and just carry on with it. I've got the two dogs. One's eight. One's seven and a half. And, no, we just travel around. Where did you grow up? South London. Whereabouts in South London? I was born in Roehampton and grew up in Brixton, Cold Harbour Lane. And what happened to your family? Uh, my dad died when he when I was fourteen. Mum died when I was thirteen, and I've got no brothers, no sisters. Oh man! So, sorry. I feel we've let you down. No, you ain't. I feel life we have as a society. No, last lifetime. Look, I've been homeless for so many years, right? Yeah. Never bothered me. Because you've got children in Africa who have to walk like eight, nine miles to get water. There's the great, there's the great Ricky Gervais line, isn't there? Well, why don't they just move closer to the river? Which is, is, is a terribly yeah, wicked joke, but, but, um, well, hang on a minute, James. Yeah, he's still going. Um, well, I'm touched that you find this nonsense. Um, uh, I'm, I'm touched you find this entertaining, James. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased. No, that you fired uh... up my evening, man. Seriously. Oh, thank you, mate. That means a lot. You give really me, a does. you give me a chuckle. Thank you, James. You will call again, yeah? Yeah, I will do. Nice one, man. Take care. All right, mate. You have a good. Bye, mate. Wow. I mean, I feel like you know. It's still going on. Yeah. I, f- I feel as a society we've let him down, haven't we? I mean, I know he sounds happy enough, and but we're supposed to feed and clothe our most vulnerable, and he's living in a tent.
Ay, ay, ay. Um, last 15 minutes, 10 minutes of the show, 0344991000. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Still going on. Yes, Mark! Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Mark. How are you? Um, mighty fine, thank you. However... I have uh, come to challenge you. Challenge, accept, pro- challenge accepted. For our deep. Oh, jeez, Mark. I mean, come on. You, 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 you want to come up from the little kids' table up to the adult table? Really? <laughs> you sure you don't want to sit down there and eat your mashed potato and beans? We're having caviar up here. I love caviar. I love mashed potato as well. All right, then. Are you ready? Yeah, Ed, you're going to give us a one, two, three, go. We start on the go, Mark, okay? <clears throat> you ready? Ready. Hang on. Re- you ready, Mark? I'm ready. Hang on. One, two, three, go. Pradi. You were totally taking breaths, Mark. You can see my breath now. I don't want to see your breasts. (laughs) You were totally no, 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 no. You were break. Yes, you can. um, You can fluctuate the signal, but you were. You there were breaks in the signal. Not having that, Mark. Not having that at all. Ian, I love you. Thank you very much for calling. Although now I'm overweight, I do find Pradeep's a little bit harder. Hello. Have you finished? 25 minutes, I think that'll do. Thanks very much indeed. Lightweight. <clears throat> now I'm putting on a bit of weight. I find the Pradeep's a bit harder, but still I destroyed him. Oh gosh, we've got six minutes to go. And not a call in the house. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Oh, so I watched the I, I watched 35 minutes of the Oasis film. And then I switched it off because it was utter pony. Utter, utter pony. It was rubbish. Um, and um, I then watched the film that you lot had recommended, because I'd asked for films with men in boxes. And a lot of you recommended a film called Locke, L-O-C-K-E. Well, I watched it, and you've really... You were stretching it a bit. He wasn't trapped in anything. He was in a car... And he was driving. And it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It's got a bloke called Tom Hardy in it. I don't know who he is. But um, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as clever as it was trying to be. Basically, he's driving from one place. The whole film's set in his car. And it's him talking on the phone to his wife and to the woman who's having his baby and to the bosses of the concrete factory. Um and I enjoyed it. I, I'm going to be a harsh critic here now. I enjoyed it. 
but I found it, um, I found it a little bit dry. I found it a little bit dry, if I'm completely honest. But, 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 tonight I watched the film, tonight, this afternoon, before I, before I, uh, before I came into work, I watched a really scary film. Really scary. It's called Don't Breathe. It's brilliant. It is actually, it was, I really enjoyed it actually. Um, and it's about these three young, these three young hoods, right? But, um, but, but, but they're kind of, they're good looking young hoods, right? They're like trendy thieves. And, um, they make, they fund their lifestyle by breaking into houses that the, the, the good looking guy, his dad owns the security company. And so they break into these houses and stuff. And then they're going to do one last job. They're only kids. They're like 20 or something. They're going to do one last job. And um, they break into this old house in the middle of nowhere. And the guy that lives in there is a blind ex-soldier. Right. And it's wicked. Because he's blind, but he's like, he's got ninja skin. He's an old soldier! Probably Nam. He's got wicked ninja skills, right? Um, but actually, actually, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's lots of those moments where you go, oh, Jesus. There's lots of those in it. Um, and there's a nice little twist in the middle. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. It, and it wasn't proper scary. I was a little bit spooked, but it wasn't proper scary. And I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to be um, properly scared by a film ever again. I don't think it's possible for me to be scared by a film ever again. I, I remember the last film I was scared by was it Jeepers Creepers or was it Wreck? Jeepers Creepers was scary. For like the first three quarters of it, and th- when you think he's uh, spoiler alert, when you think he's a real, he's like a man. He's just like a pervert man. But then when you realise he's got supernatural powers, it stops being scary. When it was just a bloke in a truck with a cave, then you think, oh yeah, this is actually uh, this is scary because it could happen. When he started flying, I thought, oh, I've lo- I've lost the fear factor. So I don't think, um, oh no, Wolf, Wolf Creek I found scary, but only, it's uh, the genre known as torture porn. And so basically it's this lot, people being tortured. And I, I, me and my wife, we watched like the first, it doesn't really start, it takes about 45 minutes before it, it starts to, to get a bit nasty. And then it gets really nasty and we both went, I'm not enjoying this, let's stop it. And we stopped it. It was really horrible actually. And then about a year later... I went back to it on my own um, and and watched it. And I managed to get through that bit. And once you get through that bit, it was, it was the rest of it was, it was a piece of cake. Really, there was nothing um, There was nothing particularly scary about it at all. So it does make me think that as, I'm never going to have that fear thing. I'm never going to watch a film and be properly scared. You hear about people going to see The Exorcist and being scared when it first came out. People being traumatised. People fainting in the cinema. It's a bit rubbish, The Exorcist now, isn't it? It's a little bit rubbish. Your mother does have it now. Mm, yeah, maybe she does. What's it to you, devil child? 
What's it to you? What my mum gets up to in hell is uh, is no nobody's concern but hers. Well, dear listener, we come to the end of another show. I'm not in tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, Jake Yap will be uh, in, and I'll I'll try and remember to tweet so you can all listen. But I may actually be asleep. I may actually be asleep when he's on. So. Um, there you go. Don't forget to download the podcast, please. If you like it, share it with people. Uh, if you don't like it, well, share it with people you hate. I don't care. Um, uh, I shall be back on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. Until then, from me, Ed and Kath, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.